This week's episode of Here's What I Don't Get is brought to you in part by not turning on the AC for your employees. What's a great way to save money when you hire a big bunch of people to do a show? That's right. Just turn off the AC. Yeah, the building's mostly outdoors and just cooked by the sun, and with no circulation, the humidity rises to 400 million percent, and the concrete starts sweating. But uh, who gives a shit? Your electricity bill just went from $10,000 million a month to $9,800 a month. So you really did save quite a bit by making everyone around you miserable and fucking them in the ass as if they don't matter. Because that is what what they are. Just worthless peons who only exist to make sure you can earn more money. Get fucked. Welcome back to Here's What I Don't Get from North to South, East to West, the only formerly internment podcast to tackle all of life's toughest issues. I'm your host, Tim the Hannerbreaker, and with me today, as always, it's Tab Burt. Welcome back, everybody. Big episode 238. Uh-huh. Man. Had a uh, bunch going on this week. Had to cover some calls for the union that I didn't need to. I was house-sitting for a friend. But uh, most of all, I had to work at the Expo Square Fairgrounds here. Uh, it's now the River Spirit Expo Square or whatever. Is it really? Yeah. yeah. They bought the naming rights after Quick Trip bowed out years ago. Mm. Anyway, uh, the Mika Moto auction was in town. Saw a lot of cool cars, uh. but part of the setup and strike of the, the show, they just turned the AC off for everybody. And it was on the load-in day, it had been raining the two previous days, so it was yeah. miserably humid in there, and it was only moderately better the second the on the loadout. But it was just like, you guys, you guys made a million dollars off of this just fucking you don't even have to run the ac just turn on the circulator fans <laughs> you know you're already running these gigantic halogen lights 27 hours a day just yeah. fucking turn on the circulator how much fans. can ac cost because it was nicer outside because the humidity couldn't be held inside with the roof yeah yeah so just open the doors turn on the circulator fans and get some amount of airflow in here so that because everyone's walking around with soap their shirts are completely soaked through. Yep. I look like I had reverse pee pants where the front <laughs> and back of my pants were covered in sweat around yeah. my, from wiping my forehead and then wiping it on my pants and probably also just sweat out of my legs. But the inner inseam of my pants was yeah. totally bone dry. The opposite of the way it would look if, if I had peed myself. It was disgusting. I'm sweating through my pants at my shins. My shins are sweating. And that's, I don't uh, like to. That's a lot of sweat. I don't like to wear shorts when I'm working because you know if something rubs against you, you're more likely to get cut. cut I mean, it's yeah. just like what the fuck, people. You you're making money hand over fist, and not you, enough though. Not enough. Yeah, yeah, they need to shave that that time off a little bit. It just pisses me what, off. Fifty bucks. It's fucking nothing. Yeah. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. It's a drop in the bucket. You should just have those circulator fans on all the time. Twenty twenty four hours seven. Yep. Uh, three hundred sixty five days a year. What what does it matter? You know you're sub you're subsidized by the county. It's fucking my money that's going to you, you sons of bitches. Uh, what else? What else do we have going on this week? We watched uh, the arrival last night, but not not the one everyone thinks of. Yeah, we watched the arrival, the Charlie Sheen one. Yes, I had never seen it. We talked about it briefly last week because we watched Time Cop, which had Ron Silver in it. Yeah. And this also, this movie also has Ron Silver in it. Yeah, a couple of times. And Ronaldo Silver. What's the <laughs> what's the Spanish word for silver? Uh, 
slips my mind. Yeah. I'll th- I'll I'll Google it. Google it, and, yeah. and then and you you anyway you keep talking. Sure. Um, it was a weird movie. Number one, Charlie Sheen plays a uh, a scientist. Uh, yeah. So you know that's unrealistic. Um, it felt it feels like an old. It felt like an old school. Ronaldo Plata. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it felt like an old school sci fi movie. It did not feel like a. a a sci-fi movie from like 1996 or whenever it came out. Yeah. Um, it had like sort of like that 70s body snatchers kind of feel. Yeah. And it was also, it was also, but the one thing I, well, maybe because that the whole global warming bullshit started in the 70s and 80s. So I guess it could that, have been the, pretty old. The, I was, the whole that, thing is like predicated around the topical. idea of uh, global warming. Yeah. That was pretty topical. Yeah. Which but is, just which is the, not real. Yes. Of yeah. Course. Just like everything else the government tells you. Yeah. Um, but the, the feel of the movie was definitely not of a, what you think of as a, as a nineties sci-fi espionage thriller. Yeah. Well, if the director of that, it turns out like wrote and directed a bunch of these movies that I've liked my whole life. Yeah. I was shocked looking into that. That was a, uh, that was pretty cool. Uh, I watched, I watched, uh, the Tim Burton Batman movies for the first time in 20 years. And why? Because uh, I was staying at a friend who had HBO Max, and those were on. Yeah. And the first one I fell asleep during, and then I took about two days off and came back and watched the rest of it. And then I watched Batman Returns and just kind of like phased in and out phase of paying in attention yeah. to the, those yeah. movies. I can't believe how many times I watched them as kids and as, loved yeah, them. Yeah, exactly, right. But watching them as an adult, and especially post-Nolan trilogy Batman, those movies suck dick. <laughs> uh, they are so not... Uh, Michael Keaton's Batman is awful. Yeah. Everyone's excited that he's going to come back as Bruce Wayne's like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> now, I think maybe Michael Keaton has grown as an actor. And maybe I, I, I maybe with a that. director who isn't a fucking lunatic uh-huh. might have a good take on it. Because I did like him as, what is the Tombs? Yeah, Adrian Toomes. Adrian Toomes. Vulture in uh, Spider-Man. In Spider-Man. Yeah. I thought it was good in that. I loved him in The Founder. Uh, he's good in American Assassin. Like, I've seen him in some stuff in the last 10 years that's been good. Yeah. So. I assume that maybe despite not liking Birdman, he is good in it. He is good in Birdman and but yeah, that movie sucks. Yeah, yeah. He's the only redeeming quality of it, and I really only need like ten minutes of it. Yep. Uh yeah, man. I cannot believe that kicked off the superhero genre because Batman nineteen eighty nine and the other thing is the two movies are completely they're not connected at all. Like the only thing that they really have in common is that they Michael have Keaton is, is Michael Keaton is Batman and the Batmobile. And Al, I guess Alfred. Well, yeah, Alfred. But other than that, they're they're totally similar. But the Batman eighty nine is seems like much more grounded, whereas Batman Returns is like very Burton esque. It's very Burton esque, and yeah. uh, I don't get the any whole Christmas of that. thing. The whole Christmas thing. The like the way that park is everything is dead and creepy. Yeah. The whole movie's gray. The whole yep. movie's just fucking it, shades of gray. It is, yeah, yeah. Uh, the the casting Christopher Walken in it, and yep. his his hairstyle is just <laughs> obscene. the The only redeeming quality of that movie, the best part of that movie, yeah. is when the Batmobile ejects its sides off and becomes the Bat Missile. And I had a toy of that as a kid that nice. I thought was awesome. Nice. And watching that that moment in the movie i was like this is still pretty cool we agreed uh the schumacher movies are more entertaining than those movies yeah yeah batman forever i could actually watch and enjoy 
we, we, which we did a couple weeks ago. Which we did a couple weeks ago, and then we watched Batman and Robin after that. Yeah, and I count, and I, I, we watched Batman and Robin, and I counted during an action scene forty three Dutch angles in a row. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> it was insane. Yeah, yeah, they're not good, but they were exciting, and things were happening. Yeah, and Batman was just a lot of nothing. Yeah, so was Batman eighty nine. So I'm glad that we got the Nolan movies, but it makes me think that like Nolan is the only one who's capable of making a good Batman movie because every prior and subsequent Batman movie sucks. Except aside for Batman 66. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, I don't have, I have no, like I will go see that new Batman movie, the Batman, mm-hmm. but I will walk in with no, I mean, I will be going in with no expectations. We'll probably do a before and after on it, which is the only probably. reason why I will see it. Because yeah. I have no interest in that movie. I think Robert Pattinson's a tool. Uh-huh. I don't think I've ever seen him in anything that I thought he was good. He was he was all right in Tenet. He gets he, better from what does he? we finished, yeah. But, in fact, he should have been the main character. That mm. would have been a better movie. But also, you should have not had to be Robert Pattinson. Should have just been somebody <laughs> else. He's just got a smug, punchable face. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, what do you have going on this week, Tim? Um, uh, I did some. I've been doing some some mechanic esque work. Uh huh. Uh, Let's see your hands. You, you have, not look today. At, look at my nails. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I didn't do mechanic work today. Well, have you showered? Yeah, uh, several times, wash and I've hands. washed my hands several yeah, times. Sure. You have me do mechanic work. <laughs> uh, no, I've been trying to get this truck to run, and uh, couldn't get it to run, but did narrow down the problem to yeah. why it was not running, and then uh, sold it. Yeah, when you and Truck and Tucker were talking about having working on that together, I was like, wow, that is the blind leading the blind. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean, it was a pretty easy... You know, rundown. Yeah, uh, we solved the problem pretty, pretty easily. Um, so yeah, I got got that out of the way. The when the he had the truck towed away, mm-hmm. and uh, when the truck was towed away, tow guy left, truck and tugging left, and I was, I had accidentally, I thought I had accidentally locked myself out of the house, mm-hmm. but it was just like the the handle was kind of stuck, and I had didn't turn it all the way. So I was like, oh no problem, I'll go through the garage. I started to walk towards the garage, and I smell something. It smells like death. Mm-hmm. And I guess that truck, just from sitting there for seven, eight years, underneath the where the tires were, you know? Oh, it had, like, trapped. Just trapped, you know. Uh, all kinds of gunk. All kinds of gunk, and, you know, there's bugs, and uh, just probably cat piss and shit from yeah. the, neighbor, the neighborhood cats and or dogs. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was that was fun to clean up. Yeah, power wash that off. Just pour bleach on it and walk away. Yeah, I bleached it. Yeah, <laughs> um, no, that's super gross. Yeah, it was gross. Yeah, so truck stuff took up a, a good part of my week. Uh, we did movie night. We we watched the arrival. Like, yeah, like I said, um, we tried to watch Bangkok Dangerous. We watched most of Bangkok Dangerous with Nick Cage. Yeah. Not good. Not good. Not bad. But when you go into a Nick Cage movie, it has to be either great or wild. Or wild. Yeah. And it was not either. It was of those. not either. It was 
It was it wasn't it wasn't great, and he looked wild. He looks wild. He does the, look wild in the cover. Yeah. It's like okay, oh, this is gonna be one of those uh-huh. Nicolas Cage movies. Like his, <laughs> his hair's halfway grown out. Yep. He's clearly you know in his late fifties, and yes. he's gonna be with this like younger woman. Uh-huh. And then nothing really came of it. No, and it was just so bland and mediocre that yeah, we t- ended up turning it off. After uh, a good action scene. After a good action scene, which was the first good action scene of the movie. Two-thirds of the way through the movie. Yeah, the other one we tried to watch was Big Ass Spider. Oh, yeah, yeah, Big Ass Spider. Which started out real slow, and then all of a sudden it got really good. But then, and but by that point, Tim and Truckin' and Tuckin' had both buzzed on it. Yeah. And so then they said the name of the movie, and I always buzz when they say the name of yep. the movie. So although I wanted to keep watching it, I was like, well, I can't, <laughs> can't break my rules now. Yeah. And so I slapped the buzzer, and we turned it off. I might go back. I might see yeah. if it's if the finish is, if it finishes well. It probably won't. We might probably have won't. seen the best part. Maybe. At one point, a spider baits a bum into like getting eaten by webbing up a, a quarter uh-huh. hanging from spider web and he reaches through a piece of grating to grab the the spider web and he gets stuck and the spider comes down and spits ass on him and melts his face off which was a really good yeah pretty decent little bit yeah. of cg in there and it's just it's so it was almost as ridiculous as atomic twister when the tornado snuck up on the yeah. girl yeah 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 and then the camera pulls back, and it's very clear they only have about two feet of door in a 30-inch doorway, yep. and they're pulling back, and, <laughs> and the grating is just moving back and yep. forth as the guy's struggling with the spider, and he was like, oh, this just got terrible, and it's great. <laughs> and then they said the name of the movie. Yep. Yeah. We also tried to watch uh, a movie called Manborg. Yeah. Uh, which... If you like Kung Fury, you'll probably like Manborg. Yeah, it... It, it started off being, I, I could tell it was in the vein of like, oh, we like old, bad action movies, mm-hmm. so we're going to make one of those. Uh, but they don't understand how an old, bad action movie got made. Exactly. So they just try to like, they just use bad CG and and, and bad actors. It wasn't um, bad CG. It was good stop motion. The stop motion was good. And the gore effects were good, but it was- I was talking ins- about like all the comping and the green oh, screen oh, stuff. yeah. And- yeah, there was a level of like competent practical effects, uh-huh. not amazing. Yeah, but done well enough for like a small indie movie. For a small indie movie that that I wanted to keep watching it, but it was just so bad in every other respect. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then the other movie we tried to watch was I can't recall the name of it, but we clicked on it. Mine Hunters. Oh, we did try to watch Mine Hunters, and yeah. that was fine, but not really a movie night movie. Yeah, I'm thinking of the. Uh, Cherry 2000. Tw- Cherry 2050. Cherry 2050. It was, that's not what it's called. I think it's called. No, it was called Cherry 2050. Was it? No, was it? Yeah, really? it was called Cherry 2050, Tim. Huh. That's why I said, is this a sequel to Cherry, Cherry 2000? 2000. Yeah. It was not. Uh, that's the only reason we reason we clicked it. it. It's about, you know, sex dolls in the future. And it opens on like the opening credits is like a montage of uh, like a sex doll factory parts being made and they're all real shiny for some reason. Uh, and then it got into the movie, and that was not good. Yeah, maybe it's just called Twenty Fifty, and it had a a picture. It had that, Dean Cain. Dean Cain. It had a girl that looked like Cherry Two Thousand. It, it did. Yeah. Uh, but it was just called Twenty Fifty. It had a it had Dean Cain in the cast list, and that was also like oh. And a- it's about sex robots. Okay, so if you haven't seen Cherry Two Thousand, <laughs> it's pretty good. Pretty good for a B movie in the eighties. Yeah. Uh, that. Everything is done very competently. Yep. Everything, the story makes sense. It's just ridiculous. Yes. Because the 
the plot hinges on this guy short circuits his sex robot uh-huh. who he's in love with. Yes. So now he's going on a journey to the wasteland to find a new sex robot. And just and it's not that he has to like sex robots are everywhere, but he has a very specific model that of sex wants. robot that he wants. Yeah. yeah. And so the movie then follows this adventure and it has a bitch and Mustang in it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Was that two stars just for the car? Yeah, uh, but and it's who's the lady that's in it? Um, she's semi-famous. Uh, redhead. I don't think she's a redhead. I think she's just in that movie. Anyway, uh, it's pretty good. And the bad Melanie Griffith. G- Melanie Griffith. Yeah. yeah. And the bad guy is Barnett Kale from Rhinestone. Yes. That was the big shock. That was the huge because we we didn't even know that going in. Yeah. Cher- uh, Robert Zadar is in it. Robert Zadar is in it. We. Yep. We had a Lawrence Fishburne. Oh yeah, Lawrence that? Fishburne is in it briefly as Larry Fishburne. As Larry Fishburne. <laughs> There's uh, a couple of more cameos in that movie too. David Andrews is the is the our protagonist. He's uh, Catherine Brewster's father in, in Terminator Three: Rise of the Machines. Yes, yes. It was it was an interesting little movie that we watched. There's a bunch of character actors you'll recognize for sure, uh-huh. and it's. Like I said, it's enjoyable. You get to the yeah. end of it, and you're—it's not. We didn't get bored and turn it off. No, at any point. I don't think we ever buzzed it even. No, I don't think so. We were just—we were just enamored with how silly it is. So yeah, yeah check out Cherry Two Thousand. Do not check out Twenty Fifty. <laughs> anyway, let's get into some issues, Tim. Here's my first issue this week. Here's what I don't get: the government slow lane. So there's a there's a stat right. The average car is, I think. 10 or 12 years old, something like that. Yeah, so, so most drivers are driving a car right now that was made sometime between like 2008 and 2012. Yeah. In that window. Sounds about right. That's what our cars are, right? And that's because when most people in the middle class don't buy their cars brand new, they buy yep. them used. And so a... One or two. It's one or two sessions back. Yeah. Uh, you have people that buy cars brand new and just drive until they're dead, and they yep. they factor in that average. You have people who buy a new car, they drive it for five or six years, and then they sell it. And now I've bought this this car that's used, and I'm going to drive it five or six years, and I'm falling yeah. into that yeah. window. So things along those lines. That's where that's where that rule comes from. And so with that, what ends up happening is all these features we see in the commercials, like self parking. All these cars uh-huh. have self parking. That was a big deal in the late two thousands. Well, now people are actually getting these self-parking cars in their used, their, it's features yeah. on used cars. Things like uh, lane, assist, lane change assist yeah. are starting to filter into the more common. That auto brake system. Auto braking system, things yeah. like that. All these features they're you know, selling you on cars with, you don't really see until 10 years down the road yeah. because you're looking at an average aged car. The government's like that too, but instead of ten years, it's thirty. Yep. And I don't get that because they know this shit exists. It's not like cars where there's a finite resource of them. You know, General Motors makes a million cars a year uh-huh. and there are a million buyers and there are three hundred million people living in the United States, just as made up stats. Well, you can't give you know you know uh, two hundred million people brand new cars. Yeah. So there's always going to be a filter down. Then there's going to be people. It's like, uh, like a friend of ours has had this had the same car from the time she turned 18 until she was 28, and it was an old car then, yep. and got a new car, and it plans to just drive that car until it explodes. And I totally respect that. Uh, so you have people like that 
but the government doesn't have that problem. No. All the technology that exists in the world exists for everybody. I mean, uh -huh. outside of the real cutting edge, you know, crazy shit, most people have access to things like security email, uh -huh. uh, wireless internet, yeah, online scheduling systems, mm -hmm. but not the government. The government is still running on 1991 technology, and and they're proud of it. They're so fucking proud of themselves. Like we launched a a, a website and it has colored buttons, like okay, and they're bu <laughs> they're big buttons instead of text hyperlinks. Okay, yeah, we had those like 25 years ago. You dumb More than fucks, that, yeah. And so what? This is what happened. My uh, my unemployment got canceled again due to so. The governor signed an executive order that says we don't need unemployment anymore after June 27th. Yeah. We're not accepting the federal money that doesn't expire until September. You you fucking lazy bastards need to get back to work. Yeah. Never mind. Never mind that businesses are out of business. Mm -hmm. There are places that won't hire people. There are places that will only hire people at minimum wage. You know, yeah. Oh yeah. I went from my you know twenty three dollar an hour job as a in a management. Now I'm going to take a seven twenty five dollar an hour job working twenty hours a week at Walmart. Yeah. On the other side of town. I uh, no. I'm not going to do that. That that's underemployed, which unemployment is also supposed to cover. Uh, and then there are people like in my industry, right, where we've never been qualified for unemployment before, typically, aside from people with house jobs, never qualified for unemployment. You get, you work and then you, you work uh, gigs. Gigs. And so you and can't. Unemployment, at least in Oklahoma, gig, gig work. doesn't cover gig work. So what they're saying is to all the 400 people working in, just in my local, not yeah. in the greater Tulsa area in these types of gig work things. We don't pay into the unemployment fund yeah. because we're not eligible for it. We're not going to fucking pay you to not be able to work. So he's canceling it for everybody. So we're all going to get kicked off the rolls in two weeks. No, nothing I can do about that. Uh, they're about to kick us all off the rolls and I get locked out of my unemployment because they can't verify my identity. And how do I need to verify my identity? By sending in my driver's license and social security card. Now, in there's a thing that is headquartered here in Oklahoma, in Oklahoma City, called Paycom. Yeah. Paycom is a payroll processor HR management service mm -hmm. where you just pay them a monthly fee and they handle all of your payroll yeah. for one low price. And the more people you have, the lower per employee the fee is. Okay. So when you have to verify your employee's identity, they go log into Paycom and that secured hypertext pro transfer protocol and upload their birth certificate or driver's license or passport. You know, those yeah. list A, list B, list C identification papers. And it's just in there in a file that's secured on their servers. And if your employer ever needs to access it, they can access it. That is... 2021 technology. Yes. Go to this website, paycom.com, you know, log in with your employee ID information. It's secure. Handle breaker, handle breaker HWIDG yep. and your password, you know, password one, two, three, and you can clock in, clock out. You can look at, you can request time off. You can look at your accruals. You can see your pay stubs. You can set up your direct deposit. You no longer even have to do a voided check. Here's a voided check. Now you just go in there. My bank account number is it's, two, seven, yep. six, five, four, three, two, one. And the routing number is zero, zero, 
0789-176-32. Boom. Money just shows up in your account. That is 2021 technology, which you can, I could get it. If I wanted to pay you as an employee of here's what I don't get, I could go get a Paycom account Yeah, for nothing, <laughs> right? The way that the, the state of Oklahoma needs to get this information is not through a website, even not Paycom, just a website of their own creation yeah. that does the same fucking thing. No, they want me to fax it to them. Fax it to them in 2021. You know the last time I saw a fax machine was? When? Never! <laughs> it's weird. It's a printer with a phone. Yeah. With a phone handle on it. And people don't use them anymore. No. Because we have a thing that replaced faxes called email. <laughs> email. Yeah. So they're like, yeah, you have to fax it to us. Or, or the other option is you can take it into one of our offices and they'll scan it for you. Oh, you mean one of the... Two offices in the Tulsa area that are closed for the last year due to the ongoing coronavirus pandemic. You mean those offices? I go into one of those. If I go into one of those, there's going to be a lot more than scanning going on. Because <laughs> I've had it up to my fucking eyeballs with you people and your absolute lack of give a shit. Yep. The reason why I have to verify, now they're doing this to everybody. The reason why I have to verify my identity by giving them, uh, Secure information is because there was a massive amount of fraud in the unemployment in the last year. Huh. So you fuck up. You yeah. just fucking send money to people, some of whom we know. Yeah. Just send money out. Here's a check. And now it's my fucking problem to upload my shit to your service so that you can verify who I am. You didn't have a fucking problem with sending checks for the last nine months. Yep. Just send the last two fucking weeks of checks. And I'm not even confident this is the problem because I'm pretty sure what the problem is is that I earned money last week by working union calls again because union work is finally starting to come back. And it makes you enter in how much money you earned. And I'm pretty sure that locked me out like it did the fucking last time when I clicked the wrong button in their fucking worthless website. And so in this whole conversation, the lady's like, okay. Here's the other thing that pisses me off is that she's like, you can go into the office and have them, have them scan it. The office is closed and you know, the office is closed. You know, the office is closed because I am talking to you at your fucking house. <laughs> and I know you're at your fucking house because the whole time I'm hearing your fucking smoke detectors chirping that the battery's low. Three of them. And I can tell because the fucking beeps are out of sync and they're different pitches and they're different loudnesses. Beep. Beep, beep. Beep. Beep, beep. Three rooms, three smoke detectors. Get some fucking 9-volt batteries! Or just fucking unplug them, because if you burn to death in a fire, the whole world will be a better fucking place, you stupid bitch! You stupid slur about your race, bitch! That's what I wanted to say. Yeah. Instead, I chewed her out without using any curse words, because when you start cursing, they hang up on you. I've learned that. I wish I had recorded that, because it was a pretty good rant. <laughs> so... Let's say I go down to the fucking FedEx Kinkos yeah. and scan my 
driver's license and social security card and hope that they're not running like a duplicate system where they can see what that is and nobody tries to steal my identity and fax that fucker on to the unemployment office using the phone number they gave me, right? Today's Monday. Let's say I do it. I can't do it today because it's it's too late. But yeah. tomorrow morning, I'll go to Kinko's. I'll fax this fucker. Bam. Right Tuesday morning. Tuesday morning. In my mind, you get it Tuesday. Uh, I guess you hope someone walks by the fax machine that day. What is this? <laughs> what is this thing? This phone's ringing. Hello? Oh, oh my God. Dial up internet. What is happening? I, you, you know what to do with it. Like, oh, someone sent us two pictures. Let's put this on the refrigerator, you know? <laughs> Let's assume that both of those things happen. Yeah. In my mind, by Tuesday afternoon, Wednesday, I'd be able to log in and fucking get this figured out. Yeah. But that's not the case. If Even if they get it Tuesday morning right away, and guys, you know, Johnny on the spot, the one fucking state employee who has any wherewithal to give a shit. He just got in. He just clocked in. He comes in and just punches that shit right on in. Yeah. The earliest that I can access my shit again is fucking Sunday because nothing updates until Sunday. So you're telling me you just put a bunch of shit in a queue and it just sits on your fucking computers? Yeah. Just have Sounds it do like it overnight. It. And the fact that I even a human being even have to, has to interact with this is fucking mind-blowing yep. because we have technology that can recognize pictures and go, yeah, this is a driver's license. This is a real driver's license. This is a social security card. This is a real social security card. Verified. Big old fucking check mark in the system. Nobody even has to interact with it. It just goes into, it goes into the cloud and the cloud fucking processes it. But the government can't afford that kind of technology because nope. they're too busy paying a bunch of dumb fucking bitches to stay fucking home, not changing their goddamn smoke alarms out, just fucking sitting around a year of getting paid. A year of getting paid with fuck all to do. Too busy doing that because they're running at the speed of whatever. They're fucking excited by 90s technology. Yeah. Check out my fucking light up shoes. Uh, battery just died in the light. Fucking piece of shit. It. How can the government be so fucking inept? How can we? And then people go, they're keeping us safe. And say dumb shit like that. Like, they're not. They're doing nothing for any of us. We're supposed to respect these people. You trust that, like, you, you can't go get a fucking driver's license, but we're going to trust that some fucking elf on TV n has new science that says we don't have to wear masks? You want more government? These fucking people can't do anything. They can't get a fucking online scheduling system where I can go in and schedule a thing and you know how long an appointment's going to take. You just do, oh, we, we have, uh, we're doing online driver's tests. We're not going to only allow walk-in appointment, uh, online appointments. We're, we're going to also allow walk-in appointments. So we're only going to offer four appointments a day. We're only going to be open nine to five, even though somehow every other fucking corporation on earth has figured out a way to do all their shit online. Yeah. And there's no competition for it because if there was, if there was a private department of public safety that I could go to to get a driver's license, I guarantee you I'd be in and out of there in an hour and a half or less. Yep. If I could go to a private unemployment company, they'd be doing everything they could to get more fucking money out of me because they want money. Yeah. The government doesn't have to get money. They send someone with a gun <laughs> to your house to steal from you because taxation is theft. 
and they'll just have unlimited money for fucking ever. And if they start to run low, then more of these fucking pencil nick fucks with their fucking ties staring around their big fucking circle room jerking each other off will pass themselves more fucking guns to steal more fucking money from you and me so they can shove more fucking dildos right up their fucking asses. It's absolutely infuriating. It's infuriating that this is the fucking system of no accountability we're dealing with. We deal with people with no compassion and no fucking common sense. Some fucking moron developed a system where you don't verify identity before you start sending fucking money. <laughs> and I know that guy didn't even get fucking fired. Yep. He got a promotion. You did a real shitty job, Fred. You did a real fucking shitty job, so we're cutting your fucking head off and putting you right outside the fucking office so everybody has to walk past your head every day and understand that if they fuck up, they will be murdered. Government fucking employees, man. So fucking proud of their new website, their big colorful buttons. That doesn't fucking work! We have a new online scheduling system. You can schedule something 60 days in advance. Wow, that is an absolutely worthless time frame. <laughs> Yeah, you can go to the post office and just wait in line for two hours. You know how long I wait in, I've waited in line at a FedEx? Five no. minutes. Yep. Longest line I've ever been at a FedEx was three people. UPS, three people. Five minutes. Not the post office. No. And it's always some dumb shit thing. Like, I just need to send this package, but this lady's like, I need to figure out how mail works. Go away. That's how mail works. I don't understand how they can work at the speed. I don't understand how they can be proud of themselves in the year 2021 of getting fucking faxes. I'd rather just email it to you, black lady <laughs> on the phone. Yeah. I'll just email it to you and you fucking put it in. A lot faster. A lot faster. If you steal my identity, then I'll hunt you down <laughs> and I'll fucking have a real nice time. And you will regret it. Yeah, no chance that that's intercepted. And if it is, you know who did it. Yeah. Fucking set up a Proton Mail account. Jesus Christ. There's a hundred ways to do this that don't involve me driving across town to a building that's closed or driving across town to a fucking FedEx Kinko's to use their fax machine yeah. in 2021. It's the only reason they have that thing. That's the only reason they have that thing is because once a year, some fucking rube gets browbeaten by some dipshit government or agency that the only way they accept things, files and folders, is through a fucking fax instead of sending them via fucking to digitally like everything else on the fucking planet. I can buy video games. I can buy so many things digitally and never fucking touch them. Yep. I can send information back and forth. No problems. I can take my phone and look at this package of gum and the phone will look at this package of gum if I click this button, which apparently I have to have the phone unlocked to do. And I hold up this package of gum and my phone then says, looking for results. Amazon product, Mentos, pure fresh spearmint gum, four pack. <laughs> this technology we brought at your local DMV in about 50 years from now. Yeah. Take your own fucking driver's license photo using the phone built into your camera. Oh, yeah. Well, okay. Coming in 2060. The fact that I can't just go online, right? Just go online and say, 
Here's my driver's license number. Here's a new picture. Here's my new address. And here's my credit card without paying a fucking 4% fee. Yeah. Because there's always a fucking, there's a 4% fee for credit card usage through the state higher than anywhere else on the planet. Yep. Because what's, where's the government going to go? Fuck them. I can't just go in and just do that and get my thing sent to me. Every state thing is like this. When I buy water bill, the water bill paying it through the city of Tulsa is a fucking nightmare site made in 1991. Auto pay is a pain in the ass to set up, but what are you going to do? You have to do it. You have to do it. We have a monopoly on you. We are the state. Fuck you. You service us. We don't service you. Just want to... I just want to drive my car through a, a publicly owned building, <laughs> you know, just like, like Ken block, but instead of, instead of like sliding my car through aisles, just plow through a bunch of cubicles and just fucking lay waste to everything. These people, they shouldn't be getting pensions. They shouldn't get a fucking dime. They should be paid minimum wage. Every fucking government employee, every fucking one of them, president of the United States, fucking minimum wage, mayor of Tulsa, minimum wage. Yep. Person working in the counter downstairs with the water department, minimum fucking wage. You don't like it? Get a real fucking job, you stupid cunt. Get a real job. Don't fucking work for the state anymore. You don't. You deserve less. You're not a fucking servant. If you were a servant, you'd be on your fucking hands and knees apologizing to me, doing everything you could to fix this fucking problem. Not telling me all the fucking hoops that I have to jump through after already having jumped through hoops to get to this point. Minimum fucking wage. No pensions, no retirement. You want to retire, you work until you're dead. You want, to, you want a state job, you work until you're fucking dead. You will die at your desk. Fucking shackle them to the fucking desks. <laughs> every fucking one of them. Right now, every state employee, just shackle them to their desks. Guess what? You live here. You sit in this chair and you service the people that pay you. When you have to shit, you shit in your pants. When you have to pee, you pee in your pants. And once a day, someone will bring you prison food and shove it in your fucking face. And you get five minutes and then you get the fuck back to work. 24 hours a day, seven days a week, no fucking holidays, every fucking day. If anybody needs anything from the government, they pick up the phone and you answer and you answer in a fucking pleasant voice because if you don't you will be executed and your desk will be reserved for the next fucking slave every fucking one of them you get elected to congress you're shackled to the fucking desk no more non-votes no yep. more travel funds you ready to retire from congress you retire into a fucking mass grave and we shackle the next dumb asshole that wants power by the people, for the people, with slaves. Reenact slavery, but only for fucking government employees. <laughs> Congratulations, your fucking family is slaves now, too. Your kids, they're going to be government employees. Well, Tim, what is your second, first issue this week? Uh, here's what I don't get. Uh, CG trailers and or teasers for... Video games. Uh, E3 was this past weekend. Technically, mm -hmm. still going on. I think there's a couple of conferences today for some smaller stuff. And Who gives a shit? Nintendo has theirs tomorrow. Nintendo Direct, though. Are they still part They're of the E3? They're all Direct. 
Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's not E3 then. That's just a bunch of directs. That That's what E3 is now. Mm. All the directs, you know, a couple directs a day for, you know, four days or so. Ah. Yeah. Um, but, but the companies don't have to pay the convention center to present. I think some are partnered with the E3 company this year, mm-hmm. uh, which apparently is, uh, I mean, it's been known that they're real shitty, uh, but uh, apparently it was it was pretty bad this year. Anyways, um, so this is not a great E3. Uh, a lot less work was able to be done last year on games. Of course, as was a lot less work it was able to do was able to be done anywhere because mm-hmm. um, the government decided to fuck everyone in the ass. Exactly. Um, and now you got seven of the world's leaders standing six feet apart on a stage outdoors, despite all claiming to have been vaccinated. Yes. Uh, so proud of themselves for now going to rescue us from them having fucked us. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Stockholm syndrome. Yeah, I wish I wish a tidal wave had wiped out that summit, <laughs> or a meteor, or a boat, or a volcano, any sort of any yeah. sort of natural disaster, or terrorism. Uh, you know, fucking food poisoning. Let's just start fresh. Uh, so a lot of this, this, uh, a lot of the stuff they showed this year was like, you know, there wasn't a whole lot of new announcements. Uh, you know, stuff that had been announced was shown, and. I think the biggest, you know, so far as of today, I think the biggest thing was Elden Ring, a game that we already knew existed. We know, you know, who's making it, know what it's, you know, it's the next Dark Souls game, basically. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a little different. We knew, They said that. We just, and there was, a, there was a CG trailer last year or the year before that. Uh, so, like, that was the big, you know, showpiece this year, uh, which goes to show how, you know, how it went. Um, but you know, half the trailers are CG trailers, which I've never understood because all it, all it is, is like a, it's a, it's a shiny way of saying, Hey, this exists. Yeah. If it hasn't already been announced without having to like pay actors. Yes. Uh, they announced Jurassic world evolution too. Mm-hmm. You've played Jurassic world evolution. Yeah. Uh, I bet you could probably describe the the CG trailer for Jurassic World Evolution two, despite not having was seen like it. helicopter shots over an island, yeah, and then the close ups of different dinosaurs, yeah. and like teams going and moving into the dinosaurs. With it was stuff. just dinosaurs in this one. Was there a voiceover? It was voiceover by oh, Jeff Gold. Oh, oh, okay. I was gonna try and guess, but yeah, right. Jeff Goldblum was gonna be my guess. Voiceover by Jeff Goldblum uh, saying, "Hey, we fucked up with DNA and shit," and it was basically, you know, it was hey, there's a. Uh, pterodactyl shadow flying over mm-hmm. the you know hel- we're helicopter droning shot in see so go past the brontosaurus there's that broken dome broken dome oh yeah. the the bird thing from yeah you, they should Jurassic park three yes yeah mm-hmm. uh and then you know close in on a foot and, uh, and then hey jurassic world evolution two. so i haven't finished jurassic world evolution yeah but uh, I don't see how this is a Jurassic World Evolution 2, because I'm about halfway through the game, and every island you just, like, get a park up and running and make it work good, and then you... That's the thing. This, the CG trailer usually, mo- nine times out of ten, doesn't show you, like, what that game's going to be. Yeah. Like, the one that I remember uh, really well is the Arkham City trailers. 
Ooh. And they were voiceover by Hugo Strange, like yep. describing Batman. And there was a Batman attacking or getting attacked by tiger guards and wiping them all out. Yeah. And then it was usually like a close up of Hugo Strange saying something. Yes. And I thought that was in retrospect. The game you do fight tiger guards. Yeah. And Hugo Strange is, is like a, the game. a voice, like a a, a presence. A presence that yeah. is a threat to you. Yes. So it's good in that aspect, but it doesn't. It also doesn't like. Yeah, and I know that I'm going to be fighting guys. Yeah, it's going to be a lot like the first one. Uh, but even then, like you know, that could have done a better job of showing, like you know, oh, it, you, you, the, the it's going to be so much more of an open world. Showing some of the mechanics, like I'm, a, I'm if a CG trailer for Arkham City. Yeah, I'm, I'm just going to use this as an example because sure, sure. it's you know I think a lot of people played it. A great CG trailer for that would be like a sequence where Batman uses all of his gadgets in a fight. Yep. And also shows the world. Yeah. Right. So in my mind, you'd have like Batman like gliding over Gotham and then into a group of guys where he like. And what I would do is I'd slow-mo everything. So he'd be fighting, and, you know, punch, punch, and then he'd, like, throw a batarang, and it would slow-mo and, like, focus on the batarang, and it would do an explosive view of the batarang, like, batarang, V, blah, 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 with that little right oh, up at yeah, the bottom. Yep. And then that would, like, fly and hit a guy, and he'd punch another couple dudes, and he'd throw, like, a, you know, a freeze blast, and the freeze, and he'd do the EMP thing and show you a bunch of the gadgets that he's doing, and then, like, maybe a, you know, smoke bomb, and so you like... Three guys with guns come out and they like fire into the crowd and he throws down a smoke bomb and disappears. And then a wire rope shoots out of the smoke next to one of the guys' heads. He's like, Whoa! And then Batman comes zipping in for a zip kick and it's yeah. like, uh, What is that? What is that? Line launcher, Line launcher version, yeah. blah, blah, blah. He'd take those guys all out real quick and like do the disassembly of the gun. And then, and then it would be, it would, he would like spin and we'd clo close up on the bat chest and it would be like Arkham City, June of whatever, whenever it yeah, came yeah, out. Yeah. yeah. And and then you go like those are a bunch of cool gadgets that Batman has. Yeah, and they're, those they're they're one they're not they weren't in the last game. They're they're gonna put those in this game, yeah. right? Uh, um, so and then even even the ones like that though, right? Because I guess that 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 would be a little different because Arkham City was a sequel, so you kind of yeah. knew what the game was, right? Yeah. But Arcane, uh, Microsoft ended their theirs with uh, Arcane showing a new game. Arcane yeah. made um. Dishonored and Prey and uh, Deathloop is their new one. Um, super excited for that. I had no idea they're making a new game. They show it and uh, it was a entire, it was a, it was for a CG trailer. It was a good length and it, sh it definitely showed you what that game is going to be. But even then there are like key elements to gameplay of a game that can make or break that sale to yeah. you. Is this a first person game? Is it a third person game? Uh, you know, I, I can assume knowing it's arcane doing it, it's going to be a first person game. All their games are in first person. It's what they do. Um, it, it looked cool enough, but I, but you know, like that trailer is going to be on YouTube for the next how until youtube is dead mm -hmm. right 
so I can go back and watch it then anytime. And maybe it's the trailer. I assume it was probably a different trailer that shows up when you boot the game. But like they spent all that time and all that money just to announce their game. Yeah. Uh, and sure, it was kind of a cool trailer, but as we saw yesterday, we went over to Trucking and Tuckins for movie night, and he yeah. was watching Love, Death, and Robots. I know what Love, Death, and Robots is. It's a bunch of like short animated films. Yeah. I have not seen it. It did not appeal to you. It did not appeal to me. Yeah, me either. Um, he was like halfway through watching one, and we watched the rest of it. It just seemed like the opening trailer for a, a video, video game. game. Yeah. Um, and then he was like, "Oh, I we really we saw this one earlier. We really liked it, so we started watching it. And uh, it, like, it's it was what twelve minutes long. Uh, yeah, twelve or fourteen minutes. It was long. about twelve. They're all about. I think they're all about twelve to fifteen minutes long. It spent its first five minutes on lore mm-hmm. and characters, which the, the first third of the movie is just lore and character dump. It's almost like this is almost like Tenet bad." It was. It would have been better served with one of those things like they used to do in the eighties, where like they did in Manborg, uh-huh. where it's just a black screen with text, with text. Like, in the year two thousand yeah. fifty. But even that is like is is you know is showing and is it's it's telling you and not showing you. Yeah. And then he fast forwarded to the cool part of the thing, which was a big old monster fight in an arena, which looked dope and was. Having not seen the beginning scene, I would have been more invested in that like sequence yeah and like there are like um this this goes back to like how we believe that like most movies can lose what 15 20 percent um of their runtime like take that five minutes that you said you had in the beginning pick out the actual important parts that the viewer needs to know put those in work those in somehow to the fight into the fight like after the fight we find out that the lady that won the fight We're controlling the monster it. And she was a ro- but she was a robot. Well, that was that was the big twist. That was the big twist was that she was a ro- one of the big twists was that she was a robot. How do we show that she? How do we? I, I mean, I guess if they, you want that to be a twist, you don't show that she's a robot. But like the first five minutes was like they're bringing the monster in and they're just they're talking about like how she's won all these fights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And- which would be fine if that was the if that was the point uh, of the movie point of the movie or if that was the intro cutscene for this video game right sure if this is the first I mean, you can spend five minutes setting up your character for the next 20 hours of video game you're going to play but this was a 15 minute long short film it, like um spider-man ps4 yeah. right the first several minutes of that game is a is a cutscene of spider-man like getting his suit on he has to quickly choose between uh, paying the bills or and going going to fight crime going to fight crime and so he goes to fight crime and he swings in and then you take over and you swing toward you know is it giving you the mechanics yeah you get towards the bank and we go into another big cutscene until you're inside the bank yeah and well Spider Man's a little too cutscene heavy after that too but after that I don't think there's a cutscene until the, you defeat the kingpin yeah so. Yeah, I'm totally willing to accept this like quick. And that what I did love about that opening cutscene is that it so quickly encapsulated the character of Peter Parker. Yes, final bill due, uh-huh. but also, you know, I have to do. He, I, I have to take part in this. He's got bust. the jars of money. That's like I need a new laptop. There's a quarter in there, right? 
and then you see all the tech he has, and you see all the news clippings of all the villains he's already taken down. Yeah. Right? And you see, like, his picture with Aunt May and his picture with Mary Jane. And it's, like, the perfect way. Like, okay, we're, this is this is his life up till now. Yeah. We get it. Um, I think you can do the, story, the CG trailer better for story-based games. Yeah. Like, I imagine, I imagine a, a series of story-based trailers, right, where it's just, like, quick 30-second trailer CG, but showing, like, Spider-Man's bust of the rhino. So yeah. showing his bust of Electro, show yeah. all the different characters that end up being the Sinister Six. Sure. So then we, well, we know who these bad guys are, and we know Spider-Man's a hero. Well, so here's the thing, though, because they showed Halo, the next Halo game is coming out this fall. That's what I was going to say, is, like, these ones for shooters, like, I don't, nobody cares. There are people that care about the Halo story mode, and that's that's why I bring up Halo, is because they're splitting up Halo this uh, when it comes out between story mode and multiplayer. Multiplayer is going to be free to play. Huh. Yeah. Uh, so you, you're just going to buy Halo. I better start getting good. Yeah. You're just going to buy the Halo story for this year. And they had, they have shown a cutscene for it. And then they showed gameplay last year. And they're like, and then there was like immediately the response happened and was like, yeah, this is, we're going to delay this for about a year. People did not like how that game looked. And by looked, I mean like it wasn't pretty enough. Mm-hmm. Um. So they showed another CG trailer for it this year. And it was Master Chief, like flying in some zero gravity, and he had one he had one bullet left. And he used it to shoot a thing to propel himself to like grab a, a dead guy's rifle. Mm-hmm. I mean it was just him floating through space, and then it was like a little bit of him like with talking to his AI that is not Cortana now. Saying, Hey, where's Cortana? Something about rogue rampant AI. Uh, they put her into Windows and she yeah, developed yeah. the virus and died. Uh-huh. Um, but it told me almost, it told me nothing about that story. And like, I have paid attention to most of the Halo story. So as a, for a story-based game, it told me nothing. I knew the game, I know the game's coming out in, in fall. Yeah. I already know it existed. I mean, it's just a way to show off it's a way to spend a bunch of money to show off like your graphics that aren't going to be in the game. Yeah, they never are. Yeah, this really this this is when this started. This started with the Kill Zone Two trailer on PS3. Mm-hmm. Uh, 2005, I think this was around 2005 or so. They showed the trailer for Kill Zone Two on PS3, and it was absolutely at the time it was like. The PS3 hadn't been, it wasn't out, and it was supposed to be like so much more powerful than the PS2. And it was like, people were like, I cannot believe this is what video games are going to look like. Cause it should, cause like, you know, it's flying around, but then it goes into like first person mode in quotes, you know, shooting dudes. And at the time, it was like, you thought that was, we all thought that was gameplay. Yeah. Um, of course, it was not um, absolutely anywhere close. It was all entirely CG. And they got away with it. Yeah. And they, they continue. I remember we've done it. We did, did a couple of E3 episodes, you know, yeah, yeah, two yeah. years ago. And, you know, we would sit down and watch these trailers. And I remember watching them with you and just being like, I don't, I don't care. The game's not going to look like this. Yeah. The game is going to look, you know, at least 30% worse. Yes. And there was a big controversy or not controversy. It was a non-troversy, but it was the gaming websites were like, uh, gamers are real upset that this puddle isn't in Spider-Man oh, PS4. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's not, 
it's not the puddle. Uh, way to misframe the argument. Uh-huh. The argument is that this game was sold as the apex of gaming, and this is what it's going to look like. Yeah. And but it's running on a supercomputer. Yep. And then they have to consoleify it. Yes. They did this with Oblivion back in the day. Oblivion was supposed to have branching options for NPCs. So, and NPCs were supposed to have uh, life cycles routines. that you could routines. Yeah, yeah. That you could follow, and so you'd see it an NPC sitting and reading a book and you would ask them about the book. And then, and I, some people say, well, then they have wanted to put it on 360 and this happened. I'm like, yeah. no, nah, I think it's more than that. <laughs> but that is part of it. I mean, that yeah. that's why the textures get de- compressed and compressed and compressed. And I mean, that's Outer Worlds, right? The Outer Worlds is available on Nintendo Switch. Yes. And I don't know why. And apparently no. it looks really it looks like janky. dog shit. Yeah. And it's like, just don't put it on the Switch. Put it on literally any other. Yeah, it doesn't need to be on Switch. It's a, you know, it's a, it's a big open world exploring game. Yeah, it's you put it on a real console when you put it on your PC. Like that's where games like Skyrim and Oblivion and Fallout. That's where they excel is on PC. Mm-hmm. The console port is just kind of a, like a, it's a favor. That's why yeah. Skyrim on PS3 was dog shit for a year before they finally got it working. Frame rate that was fr- that had frame drops to zero. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think before that Killzone Two trailer, you know, the CG trailer was what played when you put the game in, and it was the last thing they showed because it took so much work to do. Mm-hmm. Now it's the complete opposite. It's the first thing they show, and then they slowly let your expectations back from that. Yeah. 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 So that's why I'd much rather like watch a Let's Player. I'd rather watch yeah. a guy do, who did all his YouTube was, was like, here's the first 10 minutes of every game. Yeah, you're, you're pretty much going to get a feel for it. And and you go, okay, I got that. Or here's here's 10 minutes after the tutorial, right? Yeah. Maybe that's where you start. And then, then if you're playing a Hideo Kojima game that's too long and boring, you don't go like, "Well, the first ten minutes was a cutscene. I finished the cutscene, <laughs> and it was three days later, and I died of old age." Yeah, but yeah, I I don't get the age of the CG trailer anymore. I'd much rather see. I'd much rather see, I get a CG trailer if they just set up the world, right? Yeah, like I imagine, imagine I've... a trailer where you're just kind of. I'm trying to think of a good game that, to do that, like Dishonored, right? Yeah, Dishonored. It's just like a look at some of the the world. Yeah, no people. Yeah, yeah. Just here's the textures. The cool, because Dishonored has a real weird, cool world and, and whale punk. Yeah, and then it then it you just it just goes Dishonored, and you go, wow, I wonder what that is. And yes. you go look for more. Exactly. Yeah. Versus some of these, you I watch them and I go like, oh, that looks like a neat movie that's coming out. Like, no, Tab, that's a video game. Yeah. Oh, oh that's weird. Yeah, there, was, there was one during the Xbox conference that was like, okay, I know that studio. It's like a, it was like a freeze, it was like a moment, frozen moment in time, pat, panning through this room. And it mm-hmm. was like, from the people that brought you this and this comes like an open world co-op game called Contraband. And there, you, you can see like, I guess there's going to, you're going to be like smuggling or something there's like plans and hot wheels on the table and a guy's fixing the car but like i have no idea what i can, I can assume mm-hmm. 
by the name and by like me seeing the plans and it's an open. It's a world remake com- of Smuggler's Run. You remember that game? Yeah, I do remember it Smuggler's was a Run. Fucking awesome game. <laughs> uh, some, there was a that was like the first video game Easter egg I ever found. Because on PS2, if you had Smuggler's uh-huh. Run, you had a save game for Smuggler's Run on your, on memory, your card. memory card, yeah. and you played Midnight Club. Uh-huh. I think it was the first Midnight Club. It might three. Have been, was it three? I, think I thought three. three was Los Angeles. I think it was maybe Midnight Club 2. Oh, two, two. You're right, two. Because I think one, one, one might have been on PS1. One. Anyway, uh, that was a car available in Free, free Roam. The smugglers run. Car. The smugglers run buggy eat, buggy races. With, there's a word, Baja buggies. Baja buggies. Yeah. yeah. The and I was like, whoa, what is? Where did this come yeah, from? Yeah. And then I found out there were a couple of games that also did that. I don't. I I remember one on the GameCube, but I don't remember what game did it. Yeah, that was always fun. The only the only the only real recall I have is that is is Metal Gear Solid One. When you fight Psychomantis, mm-hmm. he'll be like, oh, I see you like to play Castlevania. <laughs> <laughs> uh, with That's why games like Infamous piss me off. Because Infamous, if you had a save game from Infamous 1, you yeah. got like, you were, they put you at, started you at level one, which was already way nerfed compared to the end of the first Infamous game. Yeah. You fuck you guys. Start me out where I was at the end of one, which was as a, like a super evil warlord yeah. of awesomeness. Well, that's a good issue, Tim. And that brings us to Miller episodes. Which means it's time for this episode is brought to you in part by the Ricky the News Network. Definitely not fake news. Well, Tim, what is our news this week? Uh, our first news story comes to us from uh, the depths of the internet. Oh, no. There's another dumb internet petition going around. Is it to remove the grid layout view on Android Mobile Chrome? Because <laughs> that is a petition uh, that's going around. Oh, I hope it is. Um, uh, now they're in, the, they're, the, they're in the weird, like, grid layout, but also tabs and groups thing. <sighs> it's so dumb. Uh, now, this is a petition um, to urge billionaire Jeff Bezos to buy Leonardo da Vinci's Mona, original Mona Lisa painting and then eat it. <laughs> I'm all for it. Quote, nobody has eaten the Mona Lisa and we feel Jeff Bezos needs to take a stand and make this happen. Um, apparently it went up a year ago on change.org, but just recently has garnered... Uh, 100,000 signatures? Yeah. Uh, one signer wrote, quote, gobbled the Lisa. Uh while another said, I feel like this is something society needs. Jeff, we need you to make this sacrifice for society. Um, the internet's a weird place, man. And it's got yes, weirdos it in it. Uh, speaking of weirdos, um, our next news story comes to us from Texas. Did you hear about this uh, Texas House representative? Mm, maybe. Uh, he asked, uh, a during a hearing, he asked a representative from the U.S. Forest Service um, if it was possible to alter the orbit of the moon or Earth as a way to combat climate change. Wow. Uh, He was speaking with Jennifer uh, Eberlein, an associate deputy chief with the National Forest System, during a House National Resources Committee hearing. Um, Quote, I understand what's been testified to the Forest Service and the Bureau of Land Management. You very much want to work on the issue of climate change. Uh, he then added that a past director of NASA had told him once that the orbits of the moon and the earth were changing. 
and then goes on to here's the, uh, the rest of the quote is there anything that national forest service or blm can do to change the course of the moon's orbit or earth's orbit around the sun obviously they would have profound effects on our climate uh she responded with i would have to follow follow up with you on that one the forest service yeah the forest service the forest service how can we move the earth jesus christ this is what i'm talking about this guy is getting paid more than you. This guy is getting paid more than most people in America. And when I say you, I mean the listener. Yeah. He's getting paid more than you to ask questions about whether or not the Forest Service can move the moon. Yeah, <laughs> or the Earth. Or the Earth. <laughs> I mean, either, which, whatever one's Yeah, If easier. you can move the moon, you could probably move the Earth. Yeah, yeah. He probably heard that stupid saying that, what is it? Who is it that said this? The if I had a long enough fulcrum, I could move the earth. <laughs> is that Archimedes? Maybe. Uh, I. It, this is U.S. Record, Texas. Texas House or U.S. House from Texas. Uh, U.S. House from Texas. Fuck me. He's making $200,000 a year and he doesn't understand how the fucking world works. He doesn't have a fundamental understanding of how planets work. His salary is $200,000 a year. I know. Don't forget. Benefits uh, and the fact that he uses insider trading to steal more money. That and he, uh, any kickbacks from um, lobbyists. It's where, most of those, it's where most of those people make their money. I don't understand how we can keep electing such stupid, stupid fucking people yeah. to be leaders. Leaders. And the fact that these that people have to be polite to them. Yeah. Right? Because you can't go sit in Congress and when this guy asks a question like that, go, uh, that's the dumbest fucking question I've ever heard. <laughs> Are, you, have, you have less of an understanding of the earth than a third grader. Yeah. Do everyone a favor and shut the fuck up forever. Tender your resignation, sir, and then get <laughs> fucked. Because that person would be held in contempt of Congress and sent What's to jail. What's the quote from Billy Madison? Uh, nothing in <laughs> any part of your long rambling response was anywhere near a coherent answer. Yeah. I award you no points and may God have mercy on your soul. <laughs> uh, but well, industry, that was a revolution. Yeah. <laughs> uh, our next news story comes to us um, from the American Ivy League. Oh, specifically lovely. Columbia University. Uh, I don't even know, know this, but I was being courted by Columbia University. Were you really? Yeah, I was wow. <laughs> when we were in high school. Um, I'm glad you didn't go. Yeah. Well, um, this person is uh, is regretting that they went. Yeonmi Park um, is one of several hundred North Korean defectors that has settled in the United States. She's 27, and she transferred to Columbia University from a South Korean university in 2016 um, and was deeply disturbed by what she found. Uh, this is a person that escaped North Korea. Yeah. Quote, I expected that I was paying this fortune all this time and energy to learn how to think, but they are forcing you how to think the way they want you to think. Uh, I thought America was different, but I saw so many similarities to what I saw in North Korea that I started worrying. <laughs> the, 
Those similarities include anti-Western sentiment, collective guilt, and suffocating political correctness. Uh, she saw red flags immediately upon arriving at the school. During orientation, she was scolded by a university staff member for admitting she enjoyed classic literature such as Jane Austen. She, uh, what? I mean, I hate Jane Austen sure, as much sure. as everybody, but I would think a college uppity person uh -huh. would pretend to be interested in the classics. Uh, they berated her saying, don't you know those writers had a colonial mindset? They were racists and bigots and are subconsciously brainwashing you. All right, then. This is a North Korean defector. Yeah. What I love is that you have people that grew up under socialism and communism that talk yeah. about, like, the horrible conditions, and then you have some fucking 22-year-old at Columbia, like, that hasn't showered in three days going, <laughs> um, actually, actually, the Soviets were a much better system. Yeah, my uh, cousin has a full-ride scholarship to Yale, and... uh I was told that, and I said, oh, that's a shame. Because <laughs> it's like, that is going to, like, he'll never be back here, right? He's going to yeah. hate all of you. He's going to think you are the worst of the worst. Yeah. Because that's what they do there. They take people that are normal, and I get it. He's a gay kid living in a small town in Oklahoma. Not an ideal situation. Yeah. But you're going to you're walking into a propaganda thing. Well, they will teach you that your family are all racist, that everything about you is bad and break you down until you are a shadow of yourself just to fit in. Just another one of them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we've and got they one won't last even give you a tiny hat. <laughs> one last news story. Uh from Italy. Uh Salvatore Garo is a 67-year-old Italian artist. Uh, who just sold another sculpture uh, for eighteen thousand three hundred U.S. dollars? U.S. Mm -hmm. um, it's a work titled Lo Sogno, which translates to "I Am." Uh, it's a work that finds significance in its nothingness. Is this the invisible sculpture? It is. He sold an invisible. A, he sold another invisible sculpture. A second one. Uh huh. This is his quote. Uh, the vacuum is nothing more than a space full of energy. And even if we empty it and there is nothing left, according to the Heisenberg uncertainty principle, that nothing has a weight. Therefore, it has energy that is condensed and transformed no. into particles, that is, into us. Um, it's Apparently, it is a, uh, the, quote, sculpture is, um, has a certificate of authenticity. Mm-hmm. Uh, along with the instruction that the work must be exhibited in a private house in roughly a five by five foot space free of obstruction. Mm -hmm. Earlier, he uh, exhibited another inv invisible sculpture titled Buddha in Contemplation uh, at some place in Milan. It was... Uh, demarcated by a square of tape on a cobblestone walkway. Yeah. You know what they say, a fool and his money are soon parted. Imagine buying an invisible sculpture. You have to be Imagine just buying... king of dumb. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my invisible sculpture's like, right I here. I already think, quote... Right, right here? Yeah. Where my hand is? Uh -huh. Oh, no, no. It's actually, uh, it's over there. Yeah. I already think high art is dumb. I, I'm... More and more convinced that art only exists as a money laundering scam. Yeah. Yeah. High art. All art. Quote high art. 
all art. Well, I mean, like, take, like, what? Someone that just likes to do art for fun in mm-hmm. their spare time and it is, 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 you know, does not want money for it. Then that's not, uh, that's not art. Art is a money laundering scam. <laughs> art, you, ex- art, you exchange the, money. Yeah. So what happens is rich people put their money. Yeah, that's, why into, I called, that's why I said high art. Into art and then, or buy art, but it's just a payoff to somebody else who already owns the art. And it's all just No, I totally shit. agree with you. It's a big money laundering scam. Yeah. I hope someday, I, I hope we, we should really, we should really be just like eating the rich. The whole Tulsa race riot thing, they're like, it was whites killing blacks. Like, no, it was rich weaponizing the middle class against the poor. Yeah. You know, that should be, that should be the lesson. The lesson should be that rich people are evil. Mm-hmm. And when you get too much money, we should really start to think about killing and eating you. Yeah. There's, there's, there should be a graph that's like the, the amount of money you have and the, the amount of evil you're capable of. Well, yeah, the loss of humanity. And it's pretty, I think it's just a straight line. Yeah, I think so too. Because you have people like like Bill Gates clearly has no soul. Jeff Bezos, no soul. Yeah. Elon Musk, no soul. Elon Musk is the best of them. But even then, I think that he's like too whacked out to be part of it. Donald Trump, evil man. Yeah. You know, they're all, once you get, uh, you get a million dollars and I think you can still be pretty normal. Yep. You get a billion dollars and I think that your brain ruptures. Your brain ruptures because there's like, you know, you can't. I, it's like that, like, you you can know 150 people, mm-hmm. right? You can't quantify that much money. You can't quantify that much money. Yeah. In Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, Arthur Dent, he's trying to get a grip on the fact that the Earth is destroyed. He's like, oh, the Earth is gone. I'm like, that means nothing. Okay, well, uh, then, like, Europe's gone. Yeah. Nothing. nothing. England's gone. Nothing. nothing. London's gone. Nothing. The local corner market's Supermarket, gone. Supermarket, And yeah. then he faints. Yeah. Yes. It's like, that is what you can con- con- contemplate. Yeah. Is... Stuff that you can see and, and feel. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this has been... The Big Data News Network. Definitely not fake news. Well, that takes care of our legal obligations, Tim, but you know what it doesn't take care of? What? Buying more art. So if you want to help <laughs> us buy some art, you can visit us at patreon.com forward slash HWIDG, which stands for... Here's what I don't get. And over there, we have five tiers. We have the one buck tier, which gets you early access to each week's episode, plus our monthly minisodes. We have our $2 tier. Where we do the random bits and bobs, a little bonus content we come up with whenever we feel like it. We have our $5 tier. Where we do our monthly bonus episodes. Here's what I do get, where we drop the hate and talk about what's great. We have a $10 tier where you, the fans, submit a film. You vote on what film we watch, and we sit down and watch it record a feature-length commentary. This month, we did, uh, what did we do? Time Cop. Time Cop, which is a lot of fun, and I did not get a chance to edit that with everything that went uh, wrong in my entire life this past week. So uh, thank you to all. And then finally, we have our $50 tier where you, the, you're a spite producer. You get a say in the show. You can request guests or ban people from the show, request special issues, special bonus episodes, special commentaries, anything your heart desires, we will try and fulfill the best of our ability. And we do appreciate all of our supporters, big and large, long time, short time, former, future. You make the show possible. We really, really do appreciate it because it keeps us going. But uh, I just also want to say at the middle of the episode, because I forgot to mention these at the beginning, but uh, it's Pride Month, so we have oh, our yeah, Pride flags this week. My Pride flag is, of course, the taxation is theft flag, mm-hmm. because I believe uh, uh, this is my gender identity, is that the taxation is theft. And Tim, what is your flag? Well, you know, Pride Month is all about um, 
uh, who you do, mm-hmm. who you want to do, mm-hmm. and I want to do my part. So this is the mobile infantry flag. Yeah, Tim is doing his. Would you like to know more? I, I think <laughs> I think I think they might like to know more. Click to know more. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get back to some issues, Tim. Here's what I don't get: the smart home. So I was house sitting for a friend this past week. They went out of town. To and that was the only movie they had on DVD. Yes, Smart House. Yes. Uh, no. So I'm cooking in the kitchen, right? And yeah. I forgot to turn on the vent. And I'm cooking on cast iron, and I'm cooking uh, just some chicken breast. You know, mm-hmm. very simple, simple meal. Sure. And I got distracted by the dogs, and dealing with them, I didn't flip the chicken, and so the oil started to smoke off, mm-hmm. and it filled the house with smoke. And what happens when you fill the house with smoke, Tim? Smoke alarm goes off. Yeah. And what happens normally when the smoke alarm goes off? Uh, It beeps. And you go push the button on it that says ignore, right? Because this is not a fire. But they have an ADT smart home system. Uh Uh-huh. So the smoke alarm starts going off, which sets off the house alarm. And they did not give me a code for the house alarm. Oh, no. So... I'm trying to call them to get a code to punch in. And yeah. by the time I get a hold of him, ADT is coming over the line and they're like, what's going on? Is there yes. a fire? And I'm like, no, I just burnt something in the kitchen. They're like, okay, we need the passphrase or I'm going to call the police. Yeah. And I'm trying. I'm like, what's the passphrase? And they're on the other end of the phone going like, is it this? Is yep. it this? Uh-huh. Is it this? And I'm like, this, why are these systems? I understand why this system's integrated to like call the fire department for me. Yeah. But why isn't it just a, oh, it, I just burnt something cooking. Okay. No big deal. Yeah. What do you, it didn't unlock the doors. You know, it just, it's just annoying. But that's why the smart home is. They would have sent the fire department and then probably charged them for a false alarm. Yeah. Because the thing was, they were about to be flying back. So what if they were on the plane? You wouldn't have been able to get. I wouldn't be able to get a hold of them at all, yeah. and so they'd be on the plane flying back. And meanwhile, the fire, fire department comes over because I burnt some chicken. Yeah, and well, I didn't. I burnt off the oil. And they're like, oh, the you don't know the passcode. You can't be in here. We're gonna have to call, call the, the cops police and arrest you. And arrest you, yeah. and then they arrest me, and I go to jail. And they come home. And they're like, well, his stuff's all here. Why is he not here? Yeah, I'll come pick it up tomorrow. I gotta go get bailed out of jail by my family, and then go back over there. And his car is here. Yeah, what's going on? <laughs> I was arrested for being in your house that you asked me to be in to do you a favor, yeah. which I did. You know, uh, what is going on? Why do we need all these fucking devices talking to one there and talking on the cloud? And why can't it just be simple? Why can't? Why is wasn't there? Because I couldn't even acknowledge the. You know. I could have silenced the smoke alarm if I had a passcode. Yeah. Right? But I couldn't do it if I if I don't have the passcode, I can't do it. So then I have to talk to the lady. Of course, yeah. If I don't have a passcode, I definitely don't have a password. Exactly, right? It, it just such a stupid thing of coincidence. And everything is getting more and more like this, where more and more of your stuff will talk to one another. Yeah. And I think about it more so from the perspective of, like the cancel culture. What happens when what happens when I get banned from Twitter and then my smoke alarm goes off and it says like, well, you had some problematic tweets, so we're not calling the fire department for you. <laughs> like, oh yeah, uh we we you experienced a break in, but we scanned it shows you have insurance and and ADT no longer cycles alarms on minorities. And we can tell from the cameras in your house that you installed that this was a minority person who broke in. So we're just going to go ahead and let this slide and you can file an insurance claim. Can you, that's the world that's coming. They're already, they're already decriminalizing things for minorities that it will still be 
crimes for white people in the name of equity or whatever they're saying. How long until your devices just go, no, no, uh, <laughs> your smart fridge isn't going to open up. You've opened up and looked in here too many times and yeah. opening the fridge causes the air to spill out, which causes it to cycle more, which uses more electricity. So that's going to be some global warming mm-hmm. and you've had too many sodas today. We're not going to allow it. You, you don't get to use the refrigerator for another 24 hours. It sounds it sounds insane. It does. But it also sounded insane to think that the government funded a lab making bioweapons that were then released upon us, the people. That also sounded insane a year ago. But here we are in the bioweapon World War III, where a little the little elf that created it is the same guy selling you the cure. Who, after a year of telling you that hydrochloroquine and ivermectin don't work. Now we know that not only do they work, but they increase your odds of survival by 300%. <laughs> and they reduce, your, they reduce your chance of having severe symptoms by 120-something percent. Wow. If only we'd be giving those to people in March instead of sending people that were sick into old folks' homes. Imagine what a different world this would be. Only two weeks to flatten the curve. Only until we find a treatment. Only until there's a vaccine. Only until we have... Get fucked. Get fucked, each and every one of you. That's the smart home. More and more of your shit is going to be talking to more and more of your other shit. Oh, uh, yeah, sorry. Car's not going to start. The insurance company's upset with you because the insurance company's monitoring your car. They feel like you gas too much, and you're not allowed to drive without insurance, so... No car for you today. Have fun on the bus, fucko. <laughs> Too many smart things. Yeah. Give me a good old fashioned, give me the fucking motorcycle. It's got a starter and an alternator and a fuel pump and an oil pump and everything just fucking works. Doesn't talk to anything. What do you, yeah. What do you need in your house to be smart? That's a good question. Uh, I know you, you like the cameras. You've, you've got cameras. Yeah. Uh, that's a personal security thing. Yeah. Right? The only thing that they're smart in that, like, you don't have to have a whole video set up in a closet somewhere. Yeah. They are a, a self, a, they're self-handled. But you can also get ones that report to a central thing, which you connect to your network and only you can log into. And that's probably the smarter thing to yeah, do. Probably, yeah. That's not what I've chosen yeah. to do. But a lot of that is because of not owning the home. If I owned my house, yeah. I would definitely have a system where it was a central data module and I ran Cat5 to yeah. a bunch of cameras all over the house that then I just networked into using SSH or whatever protocol. That would be my, my preferred method. I am using a cloud-based one for now. But yeah, I don't have other things that are listening to me. And currently my only cameras are on the outside of the house. Cause really, what do I need to see inside? I need to see someone coming, not someone. Yeah. Inside. I know what's going on inside. <laughs> and the ones I had inside before were mostly there just to keep an eye on the cat. Which I don't have to do anymore. Cause I don't go to work. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah. Why do you need a smart fire alarm? Yeah. People have their houses bathed in Alexas and cameras and smart, uh, alarms and smart TVs, smart doors. Yeah. You know, locks, locks that sense you and know you smart doorbells that your camera information gets shared with the cops without a subpoena. Yep. Without a warrant. 
there, there, I don't I don't remember what uh, city, but it was just just a, it was body cam footage of a police officer deleting video on a phone. Yeah, it was in encounter. England. England. Yeah. It was another guy across the street was filming some cops harassing two old ladies. The lady has her phone out in front of her recording, and a cop goes out and around, walks up behind her, snatches her phone out of her hand, and then turn and then deletes the yeah. video. That's one thing I love about this phone, right? Is that so. I'm. I can open the camera at any time from the lock screen, right? Yep. But if I want to, to say I take this photo, I'm just going to yep. take a photo of this reflector and go to the gallery. And if I want to go to the gallery, sign in, bitch. Now I have to sign in. I think it'll. Yeah. Now it wants me to sign in. Yep. So the guy could stop recording, but he couldn't delete it. Yeah. Uh, so much better than whatever that old lady had, and that was horseshit. Like those are the exact kind of people shackle that guy to a desk and make him answer the phone. Your house is robbed? All right, we'll send a social worker. Hang up. I'm hungry. Get fucked! You don't get fucking served dinner until tomorrow. Uh, the We've got the smart locks, the Amazon smart. Yeah, one of my coworkers, Amazon one of the union guys, he has his garage door opener. Amazon can activate his garage door. Wow. And sure, they're like, oh, yeah, this is totally fine and everything until that system inevitably gets compromised. Yeah. Or someone's like, you know, if I got a job delivering packages for Amazon, I could uh, just open people's doors. Well, the thing is, they say is we can only the driver can only open your door once it auto closes and he can only open it if he's got a delivery scheduled. But just imagine a hacker getting into that system and just opening all the doors. Just for fun, not like watchdog style. <laughs> yeah, just like, oh, I got into the Amazon door uh, information and just sent a door open command to all the doors across America. And all these simultaneously, all these garage doors across America just open up in the middle of the day. Uh, I, you know, I know a lot of people in these neighborhoods, they just leave their garage doors open all day, you know, on the weekends because they're kind of coming and going. I yeah. don't trust that. I don't no. trust people with my shit. I leave the garage door open when I'm in front of the garage door. Yeah. If I'm working in the garage or if I'm working in the front yard. When I was working on that truck, the garage door was open the whole time. Yeah. But that's because I was right there. It is. We don't need a smart home. No. We need dumb homes. We need more and more dumb stuff. And it just grows exponentially. As the stuff happens, they just add more and more shit to. Mm-hmm. And. Then even on top of that, a lot of this stuff just doesn't work. <laughs> you know, my we have a smart thermostat in this house from Honeywell, and it only works on two point four G Wi-Fi. Yeah, will not work on five G Wi-Fi. So we tried to pair it with the app, and it kicked us out. And we were and we under the impression it was because it was paired to an old account. It wasn't paired to an old account. The issue was that when you try and pair it with your phone, my phone wants to connect to the 5G Wi-Fi, yes. not the 2.4G Wi-Fi. Uh, but with the my phone, in order to finish the registration process, the thermostat has the Wi-Fi information. Mm-hmm. It's all programmed in. It's connected to the Wi-Fi yeah. because it's sending reports to Honeywell. They could see it. They're like, well, it's connected to your network somehow. It's like, then why can't I control it? Oh, I don't know. But if my phone connects to the 5G, it ends the the session. It's like they're on all the devices are visible to the same network. There, it's a mesh network. 
So it was a real pain in the ass to get that thing set up because yeah. the only device I had that d- w- I could set to d- not to ignore 5G was no, I didn't even have a device that would. I thought my tablet would do it. My phone is really bad with the connecting to a device's Wi-Fi to set it up, uh-huh. but my tablet was fine. I had to go into the router, which was the DSL router we had that sucked, and set it up. There was no option to turn off the 5G antenna. The only thing I could do was change the power level. So I set the power level to 10% so that my tablet wouldn't auto-connect to the 5G when it switched over. It was a pain in the ass. It's just like, this is supposed to be a smart home. And what they told me was, well, you can buy our 5G model. What's the 5G model run? 160 bucks. Like, why don't you just release a firmware update and make your thermostat not fucking stupid since it's so fucking smart? <laughs> so the problem, though, is if you don't have a smart home, what are you going to do when your wife dies and you want to keep her soul? What? Do you not? You uh, Of course, you haven't seen that movie. What movie? Smart House. It was a Disney Channel original movie in the 90s about uh, a family and the wife dies. And so the the dad puts her soul into the smart house. It was like a very futuristic house. Mm-hmm. He was an architect. Mm-hmm. And he puts the, – and the mom was uh, which, uh, Peg from um, – King of the Hill. Married with Children. Um, I understand how you get the soul in there. How do you get them titties? <laughs> you don't, which is why she becomes jealous when you start dating a new lady. You haven't seen that movie, Tab? You haven't seen that movie that's a Disney Channel original <laughs> thing? A thing you hate. A yeah. Disney thing? A thing you hate. No, of course I haven't <laughs> fucking seen Smart House, Tim. I'm an adult man that never liked Disney, never had the Disney Channel. Maybe you should fix that. I don't think I will. I think I'll continue to live not <laughs> having seen Smart House. I don't remember who the House. kid was in that movie. But I just remember the mom was uh, the mom from Married with Children. Yeah. It's Corey Haim. That was the kid. I think it was after Corey Haynes' time. It's Corey Feldman. They were that was they had the same time. <laughs> it was the Orange Ninja Turtle. Yeah, it was Mikey. Yeah, yeah. Pretty sure that was uh, Corey Feldman. Oh, in the in the cartoon. No, in the live action. Wasn't Corey Feldman one of the the voices of the turtles in the live action one? Oh, the voice. Yeah, the voices. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I don't know if he was in the in the suit too. This fucking nightmare double mouth. No, no, he was not in the suit. I don't understand how we can live in a world. I do. I do understand. I'm going to rephrase this. Everyone around me is a retard more and more, <laughs> and they're just like, "Oh, it's more convenient. I can change the thermostat from yeah. my phone." But how often do you? Yes, exactly. Well, I love because because the like the commercials for that all that stuff is always like we went on vacation and we don't need the AC on and it's using all this money so we turned it off when we were on vacation and on the right before we get on the plane back we'll turn it back on and it'll be the perfect temperature. Are you going on vacation every month? Yeah, you got. I- yeah, I do that too. <laughs> With my dumb thermostat, I turn it up while I'm gone. When I get back, the house is slightly uncomfortable uh-huh. for 45 minutes. Yeah. Like, what's the fuck is the matter with you? Uh, this one we have has a smart away feature where if you have the app on your phone and you leave the area, it'll turn off, which is great if everyone has it on their phone. Yeah. But if you don't, it just turns off while I'm home. <laughs> so I'm constantly having to fucking fiddle with it, thus defeating the purpose. Yes. 
Like, oh my God, we had a sudden cold spell. The house will be cold. Let me switch it over to heat. Like, or, you know, you could just accept the house to be a little chilly when you get home and turn it off, turn it up. They make, they make smarter, like they make thermostats that have remote sensors. Yes. That can sense your presence and temperature. So the way to do, and then they don't have to connect to the cloud, right? Yeah. You just put a little infrared dome, thing. Yeah. infrared thing in the corner of your, not every room, just your main rooms, like your bedroom and the living room. Because yeah, sometimes, the th or wherever the thermostat is, now the yeah. thermostat's in the living room, you don't need one there. And then if the living room is a decent temperature, but the bedrooms are hot, it'll keep running because it senses that you're asleep in there. There are solutions for this that don't involve getting smart things involved. Getting the internet involved, yeah. And and with the the smoke alarm example, like you could just have a button that I could push and go acknowledge. Yeah. I don't need to put in a code. No one's faking a fire in your house. <laughs> yeah, I got into this house and faked a fire. Now, if I did do that and the smoke continued, you could just have it keep going off you know, every 10 minutes. And that way the house doesn't burn down. Cause maybe that's what they think is going to happen. You're away. Someone sets a fire in your house and then they automatically call the fire department for you. But if I'm an arsonist, am I really going to hang out for a while? Just like, I'm going to acknowledge this smoke alarm, acknowledge the smoke alarm, acknowledge this smoke alarm. No, I'm going to set the fire. I'm going to leave. Yeah. I don't get burned to death. I'm going to look like fucking firefly. No, it's, it's weird. It's weird that, that people want people want that shit in their cars. They want that shit everywhere. Everywhere. They want everything listening to them all the time. And then they don't get creeped out when they go and log into YouTube and it's like, ah, oh, here's a rant from a guy wanting to the streets to run red with blood of government employees. Government employees should be an anti-protected class. We should be able to do anything we want to them. Like if you have a if you are a government employee and someone like throws a rock through your front window and the cops show up and they're like Oh, right. Uh, yeah, someone vandalized your house. Where do you work? Like, oh, I work for uh, the city of Tulsa. Like, ah, okay. Pack it up, boys. City of Tulsa <laughs> worker. Same thing with cops' houses. They're, they're government employees, too. Firefighters, firefighters maybe not. Because they actually... Have you ever heard of a dirty firefighter? Exactly. I mean, they do exist. But there's always... This, there, every few years, there's a story about a firefighter sets fires to, to keep, the, keep the layoffs from happening. Yeah. But, but why are the layoffs happening? Because there's not enough fires. Because they're, they're, they're good at their job. Yeah. You never hear about like a firefighter showing up to a house and they're like, yeah, we could put out your house there, but uh, oh, I just don't see what's there in for us. People walk, people marching down the street, fuck the firefighters. Yeah. Fuck the firefighters. Defund the fire department, right? <laughs> firefighters aren't kneeling on people's necks for no. nine minutes and then letting them die of a fentanyl overdose no. afterwards in the ambulance and uh, absolutely committing no wrong. They're running into a burning house to save your cat. Yeah. <laughs> and then giving it mouth to mouth. People with those dumb fucking signs on their house. Animals are here. Like, nobody cares. Baby on board. That's what we need to know. How many adults and children live here? It. Yeah, fire. the fire department is, you know, a one of those ones where maybe maybe those people deserve a little bit more slack than all the rest, but yeah. everyone else is fucking worthless. Anyway, that's my issue, Tim. What's your last issue this week? Uh, here's what I don't get. Uh, missing a line drive. Uh, this is a phrase that I've come up with to describe when uh, something is like right up your alley. Like, let's say 
to have, let's say, one of your favorite uh, movie directors, right? Mm-hmm. Does like a new movie, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and it's... Um, it takes all the styles that he's been really successful with yeah, in the past. Yeah. yeah. And uh, merges them together in this, and it's like, it's a, you know, in an age of like all these, like see all this CG, you know, monstrous bullshit it's you know filmed in film and it's got got like a cool sci-fi mind-bending twist to it sounds right up your alley doesn't it it does and then you watch it and what happens did you finish it no i have not finished that movie yet tim lost his headphones i did but i can still hear you so yeah but you can't Uh, hear this go and die (laughs) but yeah so like that seems right up your alley yeah Tenant, right? Yeah. For all intents and purposes, Tenant was should have been for Hugh a perfect film. Home run. Yeah. Unfortunately, we as we all know. Yeah. It was not. It was not. Um worse than Insomnia. <laughs> gosh, which is like my least favorite Christopher Nolan movie and a movie that I kind of don't like. Yeah, but but even then it's a movie he did that it was a like a, a remake of a foreign movie that they're, they just like, hey, let's get someone to do this. That Christopher Nolan guy is all right. Okay, sure. I'll, I'm no, I'm not currently making a movie. I'll do this thing in two two months. Well, um, I'll get to work. And on a movie that I saw and didn't like before I like super super got into Christopher yeah. Nolan stuff. Um, so the new Guilty Gear game came out last week, I think. And uh, Guilty Gear has always been one of those things that I've vaguely messed around with like when i was younger i rented a couple of them and because they were cool looking fighting games and when you're younger you just play a video game because it looks cool right so is this about um like the stuff that white people wear to try and make up for oppression they're guilty they're guilty gears yeah yeah. it's a it's like a chain you know with with all the the gears of the the um uh, institutionalized racism Mm -hmm. right and uh, anytime, anytime you don't pay your white dues, they go clink, clink, and they they cinch up close towards your neck. Um, but yeah, when you're a kid, you, like you just play games because they look cool. You know, fighting games as a kid, you just you know you you pick a guy, you pick the cool looking guy, and you press a bunch of buttons next to your friends who mm-hmm. are doing the same thing. Yeah, right. I like the big old. I like the the big you know hulking guy, and I like this you know. Cool dude with a sword. So and, let's fight. And then when you win, you give the most trash talk as oh, yeah. ever been humanly possible. Yeah, you were doing you you didn't even pull off a special move, but uh <laughs> yeah. You, yeah, trash talk as much as possible. You're great at this game. Yes. Yeah. Um and it's always And been, then when you lose, yeah. right, it's a, always always two out of three. <laughs> or you were spamming fireball, man. Yeah. You're right. Um but you know it's it's got it's a, it's vaguely anime, uh, but it's not like uh, it's it's not that weird kind. It's just like cool dudes with swords. No, it's all weird anime, Tim. Sure, I will I will grant you that, but it's not one of the it's not it's not degenerate. No, right? it is degenerate. It's it's cool dudes with swords. Degenerate uh, dudes with swords. Degenerate dudes with swords and like robots and like. Uh, degenerate robots cool uh like uh there's like a, a dude that's like basically venom from spot you know spider-man he's but got a more symbiote degenerate. but more degenerate um so there's, there's that part and then like all, all the um 
all like the re- the name the characters are all named a lot of the characters are named uh after like metal references mm-hmm. uh and all the soundtrack is all like hard rock and metal and i've listened to you know plenty of the songs before and it's a fighting game which i love those especially more now that you know i can now i can really appreciate the intricacies of them uh and I was like, I've got, I've got some of the, I've got, you know, some of the more recent ones on Steam. Let me download those and like try and get into these. Finally, I have, I have an arcade stick. You know, there's plenty of people that are, that, are, that like fighting games that don't have an arcade stick. Yeah, I've got an arcade stick. It's got Guilty Gear written all over it. Literally, I didn't buy it because of that, but you know, I happen to have a Guilty Gear arcade stick. Um, so I go into it and. You know, I play a couple of, I play, I do, I do, I finished all 50 levels of the, tutor, the tutorial. What? Yeah. Holy The first shit. like 25 are the, like the absolute basics, like press forward to move. And it goes, this is level one. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, I did I all the tutorial. That. Uh, you don't have to, of course. Um, uh, so I'm, you know, I did the, all the tutorial stuff. I played the arcade. I played through the arcade a couple of times. I'm on normal, right? I've got the CPU difficulty on normal. And uh it's just it's it's one of those games that is like this is a fighting game and the objective of it of is to you go into training mode and you got to learn these combos and uh keep in your head all the possible situations that your opponent is going to be able to do and that's all different depending on what character they have. Uh as opposed to like Mortal Kombat, where you know that square is punch and triangle is kick. No, all that stuff is is still there, but I'll I'll, I'll get into it. So I'm playing it, and, I, and I'm I like it enough. It's a fighting game. I like I like pretty much all of those, right? Just uh, just on the base level, because mm-hmm. I mean it's just one dude fighting another dude. Um, but I'm not loving it, right? I give it a couple hours and then like, you know what? I've got my arcade stick out. Let me play another game. Let me go back to a game. I haven't uh, gone to in a while. I boot up injustice Two, the DC fighting game, the DC. Yeah. Made by the guys that make the Mortal Kombat games. Yeah. Um, and, and then I look at the time and I've now spent like four, four to five hours in injustice Two, just in a, in the blink of an eye. Uh, and it just, it just, it hit me. It was like, oh, I like this. You were kidnapped by aliens. I, I like this so much more. Like, Guilty Gear should, it should have been a line drive right up my alley. Yeah. But, you know, it just, it just, it wasn't. It's like Fallout 4 for me. Same. I, you know. Yeah. Cause I love Skyrim. I love yep. Fallout 3. Yep. I love New, New Vegas. Vegas. Yeah. But I, Found Fallout Four to just be awful, and the, or Oblivion. Oblivion was unplayable. I played Oblivion before I played, you know, any of the because it was you know, earlier than yeah. those other ones, and I did not like it. I had fun. I had did have some fun with it. Being, you know, I I, I played with my brother. Mm-hmm. You could do custom classes, and you would, you could name your custom class in the beginning when you were picking all your stuff. Um. And we made a custom class, and we we're like, well, we need we need to come up with a funny name for this class. Is the N word? Is haberdasher. Mm. Uh, so, you know, on, on and the Oblivion gates were kind of cool, right? You would come across an Oblivion gate, go into it, and you now you'd be in hell, and you had to fight, go through, fight through this tower of demons. Um, 
but I did not play it anywhere near. I played the other uh, Bethesda games. But yeah, four, I, I mean, a year ago, maybe two years ago, I downloaded four and then spent hours and hours modding it to like my perfect specifications and then played it for four or five hours. Yeah. I had more fun modding the game than actually playing than it. actually playing it. Too true. Yep. I do you think it's a failing of you or do you think it's a failing of the creator on those? It's a it's a it's a failing of the creator. Absolutely. Um you know, it was specifically with Injustice and, and Guilty Gear. Um Guilty Gear, like so the story mode in Guilty Gear, mm-hmm. um, you get a shortcut it's like it's like when you play on the arcade right you play arcade mode you get a shortcut scene of what your character is mm-hmm. you play through eight um people or you play through seven people and you get like little hints of story here and there when you beat someone right and then you get a and then there's the boss and you beat the boss and you get the end cut scene now the way this works in the guilty gear game i'm playing which is sign and the new one that just came out, Strive, uh, the arcade is where you get your um, that little tiny bit of story. So specifically in Sign, it's like, oh, you beat the arcade. Now go, now go do story mode. Arcade is the setup for story mode. Yeah, and it is. I went to the story mode, picks up uh, where the arcade ending li- li- leaves off for all the characters. For me, the problem is story mode in that game is literally like. Uh, I watched a review for Strive. It's a 12-hour anime. Not 12. It's a 12-episode anime. You don't play... I mean, so there's the positive thing is like they, they don't have to shove in all these reasons for characters to fight each other. Yeah. Like other, like, injustice, injustice would have to do. Yeah. But you just sit there and watch it. And hopefully, you really like Guilty Gear's story. Um, That's why I liked Marvel vs. Capcom. Because there was no story. It was just, it's just the, the classic arcade mode yeah, style. Go fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Fun. Yep. Thank you. The end. And whoever you won that game with, you'd get that little tiny bit of Wolverine went back to the X Men. And yeah. Or, and, you know, and, and more. Tekken. Well, Tekken, Tekken 2 and 3 were like that. I think Tekken 1 was, there wasn't anything. There wasn't anything. I don't think. 2 and 3. Except for the opening cutscene. If you did this, the. It was, it was ladder mode. I don't think that's what they called it, though. Arcade. Yeah, if you did that, you would get a little. Every character had its own. A little, little opening and ending cutscene. Yeah, that's yeah, that's how the the Tekken ones of Tekken has always been like that. And um, that was that was cool. It was like oh cool. And then after when you did it again with the if you did the same character again, you just did you just hit skip. You just hit skip. Yeah, yeah. And modern the modern fighting games still have that. Injustice Two has that, where you go into um, you go into the thing and it's you know eight characters. The boss of the story mode. And then you get like a a little red hood. Uh, it's 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 on those. It's usually like I'm like the savior of the universe now, and I've got special powers in the more in Mortal Kombat. It is yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just I realized that uh, the draw of the fighting game now to me is because I know because because of what the Mortal Kombat guys have done. Um, is they give you that big cinematic story mode, mm-hmm. right? Where like you watch this cool cutscene, and then as Raiden, you fight Liu Kang, right? 
and then you win and then Raiden goes on and does something else and then they like flash forward to what these characters do and you get this big five six hour um we're playing as different characters every chapter yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. And they've done that for a couple of years now yeah um you got that and you play through that once great i've now i've got like you, you you i mean you boot that game up you do story mode right and it starts you off pretty easy uh, on like an easy character and by the time you've done story mode you've got a grip on a couple of characters and the basics of the entire game um uh and then with you know with those games now half of my half of my experience or enjoyment with those games is essentially dress up. Oh yeah. Cause Mortal all Kombat the, is now about customization, all the gear and customization and injustice two was the first one of those to have that, which is even better than Mortal Kombat. Cause as much as I like Mortal Kombat, you really like Batman. I really like Batman. And if I can like, just like fight as I fight a bunch of other DC characters as Batman and like get like new cowls or new armor, um, and new colors for Batman as I'm fighting as Batman. That's the fucking best thing possible. Dark gray, light gray. Oh yeah. Gray. I've got, so right now for Batman, I've got the traditional, you know, blackish grayish mm-hmm. color. I've got the, like, I've got like a sandy desert color. No, I, I, I'm just saying I have, I ha- you can, you can pick. Yeah. Right. I, I have that. That's like his, his player two color, basically. Mm. Um, I have the Zurin colors. Okay, the blue and yellow and no, it's like it's purple, red and purple, red and yellow. Uh, Zuran R is like it's like he goes crazy. Um, he was during Final Crisis, and he he's like a dumpster Batman in this weird alternate universe, but he's actually just crazy. And it's like purple, red and yellow. It's kind of ugly, but it's a cool nod. Um, and then I've got like a dark blue, um, oh, cobalt okay. kind of thing. Yeah. I- yeah, the purple, yellow, and okay. I was yeah. I don't know which one I was yeah. thinking of then. But like, I mean, you got five slots on all the characters, you know. And and for Batman, it's like what it's, it's head, torso, arms, uh, legs, and then everyone has you know head, torso, arms, legs, and then a fifth thing is like whatever their cool gadget thing is. Uh, Batman's is I think it just his, his bat symbol of a bunch of different bat symbols. Being able to switch that stuff out. Like being able to like grind that game, get better at it, while also like being able to play dress up with Batman is the best thing. Yeah. And then you're gonna play with your Polly Pockets after that? Yes. Yeah. I I have just thought of a great a great fighting game with a real simple story that yeah. I think would be a lot of fun. Highlander. Ooh. Because you could do a short story mode where you're uh, your main character, your main kid, Connor McLeod, yeah. right, and and you win. But then you can do an arcade mode where every fight is a different era. So the the backgrounds and like oh the, the backgrounds are different eras, different course, eras, yeah. yeah. And then you fight your way up through the ladder, and the last one is always like the Kurgan, yeah. And then you get the quickening, and you get a little cutscene, and you can play as a bunch of different characters in the game. So here's my question: Having only seen Highlander one, yeah. Are there more? Is it just swords? Uh, in the TV series, there's a guy with an axe. So that immediately says no <laughs> to me. That that immediately is like, is there a form of canon in this series where it's not just swords? All right, great, because we're not doing just swords. <laughs> no, well then, because and then you could choose like 
katanas or claymores. Sure, sure. All a couple, kinds you you of get a couple of different swords. Because you could have the different customization like that, too. Yeah. Uh, I think that would be a dope That's, game. Yeah, uh, Mortal Kombat, because there's not a lot of... We- there's a decent amount of... There's not a lot of weapons in Injustice 2, yeah. right? So Mortal Kombat is where you like, um, you know, this axe or this axe or, you know... And then... Because Mortal Kombat 11, they changed it to three. Mm-hmm. Only three pieces of gear. But it's like the three iconic pieces of gear your character has instead. With with the Highlander game, when you get to the end, like, obviously you get the quickening, but then you can do like that... that art style where you say like okay you know Connor McLeod took his power uh-huh. and did all this yeah. stuff and like the Kurgan took his power and you know crushed the earth and then you could play as the Kurgan and instead of the final boss is Connor McLeod ooh yeah. yeah yeah I think that would be uh, pretty dope be pretty cool yeah yeah get on that Hollywood yeah anyway I can't believe I can't believe uh, Guilty Gear didn't get you just like I can't believe that Tenet didn't get at me right yeah right. uh I think I will continue to enjoy it from afar. Yeah. Like, oh, that's those those anime dudes with swords. Watching like watching actual people that are good at it because I've always liked that. I've always like watching the the pros play. Like yeah. I cannot do any of that shit. Uh, I'll enjoy I'll enjoy it from afar. Yeah. Listen to the sick tunes it has. Yeah. Well, this has been here. So I don't get. I'm Tad Burke. I'm Tim the Hammerbreaker. Catch you guys next week. See ya. Call into the Here's We Get Hotline. Call us at 704-750-9434 and tell us what you don't get. Or you can visit us on the Discord and upload your voicemails into the voicemail upload channel. Uh, we don't have any from there today, but we do have some on the voicemail hotline. Here's our first one. Hello, Tab. Tim. Maybe Todd. I don't know. Todd hasn't been around for a while, so it seems. But hopefully Todd is doing okay. This is Mr. Um, thing. First off... Uh, there's a lot of ground to cover, considering I've been marathoning this while I've been moving from one place to another. And I guess the first thing I'll start off with, uh, Tab, thanks for not killing yourself. Um, you bring a lot of joy, even though I've been um, lacking on the show lately. It's I've still been keeping up with it. You guys have been doing great, and it does bring joy to my life. So, Tab, thanks for not killing yourself. And also, Tab, I also knew you would not kill yourself because there is a quote said by somebody saying that uh, cigar smokers uh, never kill uh, never never kill themselves, something along those lines. Speaking of, I'm glad you enjoyed the cigars. Tim, um, pull that whatever it is out of your ass and enjoy the cigars <laughs> too. I'll some here soon again sometime in the future. And also, uh, I got also wanted to quickly say, hopefully quickly say, uh, uh, God bless the uh, Sprite producers because marathoning the show and having to listen to Dead Helm for a half an hour a day <laughs> has really been wearing on my mental state. Uh, fuck that guy. And But to make matters worse, I see that where I'm currently at, Dead Helm is a guest. It's like, yeah. are you fucking shitting me? How the hell, how the <laughs> fuck did this happen? Well, my theory is uh, Dead Helm paid to be on the show. Close. And, but I also see before that, <laughs> Uh, Sage is going to be a guest, so I'm assuming Den Helm is doing the same. He got uh, his uh, allowance early from his 
mother who works at the animal <laughs> shelter or whatever the fuck um, and got Sage on the show. So I, I get to listen to Sage who uh, goes to do a restaurant five minutes before they close and pitches about how they do not want to serve them. And Still. also Miss Faggot who uh, is afraid of his own farts. <laughs> but that aside, um, fucking Sage, I, I, I didn't know he was still alive. Uh, it was, the world would have been a better place if he was dead. But, you know, but even worse, Dudhelm, someone who's never paid a bill in their life, uh, has never had any uh. life experiences, I got to listen to a full episode with him. You know what? I might actually skip on uh, the episode with Sage and Dudhelm, <laughs> and I might have to get into the spite producers to make sure to outspite the spiders uh, to make sure this never happens again. Fuck me. But um, that aside, uh, fuck Stage the Faggot, fuck uh, Dead Helm, who's never had a real-world experience in their life, who has nothing to contribute to the real world, no insight. That's a lot of beef there. Yeah, yeah. I love that, like, that one voicemail that yep. Sage left, he's the black sheep of the show forever. That was years ago. Years. Years ago. And it's just like, I fucking hate that guy. <laughs> this one voicemail. Hilarious. Yeah. Uh, those were good episodes, though. I mean, I thought Dead Helm get, did a good job. Yeah. He did his issue. He did. He kind of stayed out of everybody else's issues. It's and, a lot easier in person. It is a lot easier in person, yeah. Uh, here's another one from the voicemail. Hey, Triple P, this is uh, John Love Flatwoman. Here's what I don't get is the selfishness of everybody... Not just not just in America, but in the entire world. I think that God only loves us and not our alien friends out there. You know you know what else is selfish? Is what the why the aliens ain't coming down to you know, meet with us. We have to go out there, go meet them, go handle our own manifest destiny out in the space. Go I can tell you one thing. We're gonna go out there. We're gonna we're gonna be at least the first aliens to go cook them up, put them on steak, make them well done, and them ketchup. Hell yeah! It's the only reason that voicemail uh, yeah. was left. Steaks well done. Ugh. I don't understand how people can enjoy that. Like, I get people like the grossness of a of a medium rare, right? It's not gross though. But people don't like, they don't like seeing the red juice leak out. Yes. You, and you can explain to them, it's not blood. It's not blood. It's not actually blood. My my sister insists she can taste the blood. Yeah. It's not blood. It's not blood. Just juices. Yeah. And it just. This, this is how I how I try to explain it to her. Uh, so if you cut into a well done steak and it's juicy for some reason, mm-hmm. uh, what color is the juice? It's brown. Yeah. What color is the meat? Brown. Okay. Now that now, now now it makes sense that when you cut into a medium rare steak, yeah, that's why I only drink chicken juice because it's pure and white. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, so I, but I understand why people don't they they have that visceral thing. But you can get rid of that by going to medium, medium yeah. even medium well with the the pink center, warm pink center. It's just a sliver of pink, so much better than well done. Yep, like I. And, and stop putting ketchup, stop dipping your steak in ketchup. Yeah, don't dip it. Only eight year olds do that. You should only need you should only need sauce on your steak if for some reason it's bad. Like when we went to Sirloin Stockade, yeah, right. Those were not good steaks. Yeah, there were a lot of them. 
Yes. <laughs> but so like, yeah, a little bit of A1 sauce to kind of sure. pep it along. Sure. But if someone's serving you like a good cut of steak. It know, should be able to stand on its own. Even a sirloin should stand on its own. Yeah. Let alone a New York strip or a ribeye or a T-bone, you know, porterhouse. Filet. Filet. Well, if you're fucking dipping a filet in, in <laughs> ketchup, you ought to be just, oh, yeah. you just, just a well done fillet dipped in ketchup. Oh Jesus! Yeah, a well a, a well done bone in fillet dipped in ketchup. Oh yeah. man, yeah, that should be a crime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I get it. I understand why people don't like that texture, but I don't think you you don't have to go all the way to well done because even like medium rare, you get the juices coming out. But I think by medium, you're only you only you get juice on your first cut yeah but it's so little that when it's the compression and so when you let off it will suck the juice back off the plate that's how that's how i would do it is i would just be like next time just do medium well and if you enjoy that try try medium medium. yeah you'll probably enjoy it if you don't go back to medium well yeah and you'll still just not be as good of a person in my eyes yeah uh and then i think we have a follow-up here from uh, Mr. Kill Everything. All right, it's me again. I guess uh, voicemail took a little long, but um, I guess you can never, never say fuck dead helm big time, as well as fuck stage, but more than all, fuck dead helm. <laughs> guess I'm going to have to skip over these two episodes and no, no, listen uh, to just to save my sanity because listening to dead helm is, uh, what can I say that has already been said. But uh, Tab, glad you enjoyed um, the smokes and all that. And I don't know if there's any way I can uh, ship whiskey to you. There's uh, a rye that. I think you might enjoy. I hope you would. If you don't, you don't. If you like it, you like it. But What's it bottom called? line is um, try something new. Pretty good chance I might and, yeah. um, <laughs> you know, It's kind of like we talked about some other whiskeys before. It's like, ah, gave it a shot. It wasn't my thing. It's like some things I might like, you may not like. Some things you might like, I may not like. But hey, that's a beauty thing. Uh, we all have different tastes. and Just like the steaks. Uh, yeah. Anyways, that all side. Hope you enjoyed the Cohiba, Macanudos, whatever it else, whatever it else. Whatever else went your way. And uh, cheers to you. Thank you for, again for not killing yourself. Uh, Tim, thank you. Tim, thank you for not breaking my door handles because I <laughs> am in a new place and I need my new uh, door handles. Uh, Todd, I have no, don't know where you've been. Currently where I'm at. You've been gone for a while. Hopefully you show your face again. Uh, Buck, that was a great episode that you did too. And uh, I know Chaco may never show his face again, but um Hope to see you get around to Chaco. Cheers. Go fuck yourselves. Um, thank you for what you do. Have a good one. Bye. Yeah. Uh, Cohibas. I think those might be my favorite cigars. Yeah. Yeah. They're really good. Uh, the the Monte Cristos have been hit and miss. Some of them have been really good. I had one that was all plugged up that I didn't didn't care for. Uh, the Macanindo Inspirado line has all been pretty good. The greens, everybody seems to like the greens. Can you imagine if all the cigarette smokers instead became cigar smokers? I can't because cigarette smokers are neurotic. Yeah. Like, I just mean like, you know, you've gone to a place, you've gone to a bar, a smoking bar. Yeah. And you spend a couple hours in there, even like 30 minutes. You mm-hmm. come out reeking of cigarette smoke. Yeah. When, I, when we have poker night and it's five of us, it was five, yeah, five of us. I was the only one not smoking, yeah, but there were cigars, yeah. I went home smelling like cigar smoke, fine tobacco, which is 
completely different. Yeah. It's uh, a, the, I think the difference is guys that smoke cigars, like you smoke them to relax. You know, it's, it's an enjoyment thing. You're doing yeah. it. You're not doing it because you need nicotine. You're doing it because it's like. It's a, it's a difference between someone that likes a nice glass of whiskey. And an alcoholic. And an alcoholic. Yeah. yeah. And I assume you could probably get addicted to cigars. I mean, there is nicotine in there. Yeah. So tobacco has nicotine, nicotine naturally, naturally, but they pump nicotine into it and tar and everything else that they put from aldehyde, from aldehyde, all that stuff. Yeah. And preservatives because cigarettes get sold in a little cardboard pack and yep. like cigars are in a, a special. You get a special box to keep yep. them at the right temperature <laughs> and moisture content to keep them fresh. And oh, that reminds me, I have some in the Tupperware that I need to move into a humidor. Uh, anyway, yeah. So, and you can't like you can take a cigarette break, right? Because it takes seven minutes to smoke a cigarette. You can't take a cigar break. It no. takes hours. Yeah, <laughs> an hour, two hours, depending on how big it is, depending on how quickly you draw. Like I've sat on the back porch watching and watched three episodes of Twenty Four, smoking one cigar. Yeah, and and sipping on one uh, generous glass of whiskey, and. Just like you know, feet up. It has to be nice. The weather has to be nice outside. I yeah. like to do it when it's raining or right after it's rained. It's yep. like nice and cool at night. Just you know, sit there and and relax. It's totally different than like drinking. When I was at TU and just drinking to be drunk or smoking cigarettes to get the nicotine and and feel less neurotic. Because I always, every time I smoke cigars, it's usually it's usually a relaxing night anyway. Yeah. But I usually go home and I sleep like a rock. I just I am out. <laughs> I'm, in, I'm such like a mellow, cooled off mood that it's easy to just fall asleep and stay asleep and not like lay in bed and tossing and turning and having weird dreams that wake you up. Yeah. Well, that's it. That's all our voicemails this week. Thank you everybody for who called in. I. Do listen to the Dead Helm and Sage episodes because, uh, despite what you think, they they are much better than you might expect. I would say. I mean, I think is that fair to say? Sure. I sure. think they both did good jobs. Yeah. So keep them around. Uh, anyway, until next time. <laughs>